Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the BGP. With me, of course, Ben Griffin. How you doing? It's been a little while. I know for some of you that run or take a shit on the toilet, you've been missing this podcast, but for others, sorry about that. But right now, I'm being joined by Avery and Lucas, two of my co-RAs. But before we start, I wanted to do something a little bit different than my usual and read off a new fun fact for you all to have something fresh in your minds going into this week. And it comes from the book Going Clear, which is about Scientology. So Avery and Lucas, if you want to jump in, you're welcome to. Yeah, I told you this was going to be a weird one. <laughs> How did you stumble onto a fact about Scientology? I, I well, right now I've been like interested. I, I study like in shifts and I like to learn new things about different groups and different people and animals and all this stuff. And I kind of stumbled into Scientology and currently I'm reading the book, which uh, I should get the cover up here and read the title and everything like that. But I'll tell the story first because I think it will make you guys laugh. So L. Ron Hubbard is the famed founder, correct, of Scientology. Do you guys know what he was like, what his military background is? Like Army? Was he Navy? I, I, I don't know. I'll just guess like maybe Air Force or something. I'm going to guess. Navy. Navy. Yes. Oh, You're close. Navy, Navy man. He wanted to be in the Navy incredibly bad, and he finally got his wish, and he wanted to be a captain in the Navy. So I'm going to see where I could start this story. Let's just say LRH had a couple of problems, and there were reasons that he was not being able... The reason he wasn't put in charge was, one, because crew members who were going to Australia with him right after Pearl Harbor, about 11 days after Pearl Harbor, said his ego is so bloated he should not be trusted with government secrets. <laughs> First off, <laughs> can you imagine your ego so big you're like, I'm going to keep this secret so good. <laughs> <laughs> but he was having problems with getting along with others and they were saying he's too much of an ass, we can't have him around. So they said, we don't want him in charge of anything. And they go back. I'm sorry, I'm like scrolling through a little bit. Always My notes, yeah. It's oh. always. But they send him back, and what happens? Well, it's World War II. The U.S. needs absolutely everybody on deck, even though his eyes aren't great and his ego's bloated. He's going to be on a boat somewhere, right? <laughs> so what is the U.S. Army doing at that time? Well, they're converting fishing boats to protect the west coast because all of their boats are pushed out towards Pearl Harbor and beyond in the Pacific. So they convert these old fishing boats into basically guard boats. And he gets placed on one of those for a while until he makes it up to lieutenant. Finally, <clears throat> sorry, finally he gets his chance to actually lead a boat. And he gets the USS YP-422, which was put in the sea for training exercises. And he didn't exactly captain it, but he was in charge on this exercise, which ended up with what I'm trying to get to, which is the story in its full. I know it's kind of janky, but I'm trying to make sure. I've got sources from all over. I was looking this up, and it really looked strange at the dinner table the other night because I was, like, typing away, like, did he really do this? <clears throat> but apparently this actually happens. So basically, while in command of this boat, Two signals came up on the sonar, or the radar, and he's looking at it, and they're like, it's a sub. It has to be. It's a submarine. 
It's an enemy submarine. And so, remember, they're just off the coast of where I believe is San Diego, if I'm reading correctly here. And he is like, it has to be a submarine. Dropped its, the water charges, and they just start dropping bombs into the water and exploding. After a long fight that goes about 68 hours of them just releasing ammo into the water, charges, everything they've got, only one air pocket comes up. And he claims, L. Ron Hubbard, when he goes in front of the courts <clears throat> for discharging all of this ammunition during a training seminar, that he had sunk successfully two submarines. <laughs> First off, <laughs> let's, let's just... Uh, he, he had a... I want to make a quick correction. He was in charge of a PC-461 sub-chaser at that point. Which had some pretty big guns on it. It's basically like an elongated fishing boat with a big anti-aircraft gun on the front of it. And he was firing this thing into the water with his crew, trying to see if he could hit it. And nothing really ever came up. But what is interesting is, according to the book Going Clear, what was reported by one of the scouts on the boat was that they swore it was a log. <laughs> it was a log. A log. And you were just firing ammunition at yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, so I'm just, just my mental image right now is this little dinky yep. fishing boat. It's got it's, a big gun and it's just basically, right into the water. It's a high steel vessel. So it's it's more naval okay. now. Like he, I was, he started on this fishing boat, moved up as a lieutenant, then jumped to a sub chaser okay. where he wasn't in charge, but he was like a high rank on there. Like an officer. And, yeah, enough to be in, ch- in charge of training and just taking the boat out if they needed it. And uh, this boat, I should really just show you the, it's the picture. This is what it looks like. That's the boat. So you see it's kind of highbrow, oh, yep. but it was enough and it was heavy enough to drop uh, charges to 50 feet and 100 feet. And he just kept changing that, going back and forth, back and forth to see if he could hit anything. <laughs> I mean, a couple takeaways for me right now is uh, this man is uh, currently running a religion. And I mean, religion might be a strong word, but I don't want to call it a cult. But, I will. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> they cult. follow me. Yeah. So, <laughs> They're following so when me. you look for a cult leader, I think there's a couple uh <laughs> Just from my personal experience here, which can is I, none. Can I also just say one thing, though? Yes. Because I, I wanted to be fair, so I went to the page of Scientology, and he is a war hero in their eyes. Oh. Um, because, first off, he was he had vision damage. Remember I said he had problems with his yeah. eyes? He got v- that vision damage from when he was serving in the uh, Navy on deck next to the guns fighting in the Pacific, which he never actually was there for. He was actually on the East Coast in New York, but <laughs> the Scientologists will take that as the reason he had damaged vision. This situation on the page of Scientology, like in in their records, he actually sunk two submarines. Well, so, <laughs> Lucas. Uh, well, if you really believe that, I guess it explains kind of why you're in the Church of Scientology. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You know, when you look at this guy, right? He has a humongous ego. He's been training all his oh, life to yeah. be a Navy man, but no. And he's ego's... from Montana, which is kind of re- weird, you know? Yo, I, how that... do you go from Montana 
to aiming a big ass anti-aircraft gun in the water shooting at logs i don't know but uh i should finish this little bit that was the story from one of the crew members was like yeah he thought this log was like a surface submarine what it was claimed to be was like a collection of rocks and possible old pieces of sailing like steel and boats at the bottom of this water just off the coast that had in it past given other boats trouble with their radar and sonar. So that's what it was waved off as, is basically, oh, you just stumbled across that old area again. I got to find the name of it real quick. He, Oh, he deposited over 100 depth charges. Jeez. That's... It just damaged his own boat, suffering damage. <laughs> hey, he did hit something, I he guess. He did hit something. Um, yeah, and then he was off of San Diego. This was around June 26th. Yeah. Also, he almost got into war with Mexico during a training seminar. I didn't. I won't read that story right away, but basically he was uh, unaware that uh, the boat in front of him was not... He knew it was not American, but he didn't know what it was. So he thought, uh, fire at that. And the Mexicans were like, friendly fire, friendly fire. And he, he didn't get it right away. So that was the end of his uh, his sailing career. But, yeah, I'm reading this book called Going Clear. I, let me pull the author up real quick because I forget it off the top of my head. I want to be fair to the author. Well, to be fair, I mean, Japanese subs did patrol um, off the U.S. coast. Well, but yeah. this is, wasn't this in New York? This was off of Oregon, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was there, Yeah, but which stigma. probably was in his head, like the stigma. Of, I just think of that movie with uh, Sean Connery, the Red Summer. What is that? Movie oh, called? Red October. Red October. Oh, I think of yeah. that. Is that uh, about uh, North Korea like invading or China or something? It's, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Lawrence Wright is wrote this book, Going Clear, and it's phenomenal. I'm reading it right now. I will say, it's taken turns that I'm not used to. Like uh, L. Ron Hubbard is very, very fascinated with. Um, Having more than one wife at a time. Polygamy. Kinda, but not telling the other wives. Oh. Oh, well, that's, so. uh, that's not polygamy there, uh, <laughs> Lucas. Uh, that is uh, infidelity. <laughs> Basically, he got married, had two children with his first wife left and went to florida got married to another one and then basically introduced the second wife to the first wife and he never got a divorce because it was stigmatized when he was agent like he's he's long since passed yeah, 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 yeah. but this was like 30s 40s so he... <laughs> that's one way to go about it i, I mean yeah you want to try that think that like in in what way would having the wives meet be beneficial at all I don't think he planned it. I'm still kind of getting through that part, okay. so I don't know entirely. But uh, <laughs> very interesting guy. It's definitely yeah. a bold strategy. Yeah. I just think that it's so interesting. Another fun fact to start out with: we're, I was going to read one story, but we're getting into fun facts because I'm reading this book. He's written more fiction than anybody ever, like published fiction books. He has the record for most publications, at least from 2006 back. With over 1,084 published articles and books to his name. He just loved writing. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He wrote in like science fiction magazines and stuff like that. So you could really rack it up. But 
Yeah, he's an interesting character. I'm going to be coming back to him in other podcasts because that's just the book I'm on right now. Yeah. But hopefully we get uh, a little variety because I, I think I told Avery I'm being like I get mail from them because I'm, I'm, I was curious. So I was like, I want to know how much their classes cost just to kind of understand. Oh, and then really I started getting mail. Research. Yeah, I was going to read Dianetics, which was his book that he Jeez. wrote. And that kind of started it all. It was supposed to be Excalibur, but that book never came out. And then he wrote Dianetics. And that's like where Scientology, that's like the Scientology Bible in a weird way. But hmm. it's not, I don't know. The only it's thing I know about Scientology is from South Park. So. <laughs> I don't even just know. Like, just like, uh, um, you know, Mormons. That's yeah. all I know about, about them. Yeah. From Mormon, South Park. Yeah. <laughs> South Park is very educational. Yes. Don't get it me wrong. <laughs> it is very educational. Pushes that limit. No, basically Scientology is just, it's like the religion of science. Think of it like that. Oh, that makes you, sense. You, you're trying to improve your mood to improve your being. So it's like if you have bad vision and you really concentrate on focusing in on yourself and you use like your e-meter and you manage yourself, you, you can increase your vision. You can heal yourself. Um, there's also the belief in this thing called a Thetan, which is kind of like the soul. And the Thetan is an immortal being, and it's you. And your body is kind of just like a vessel for now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Isn't that just atheism with extra stuff? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm too isn't deep that in just it. Selectively... To think, what we need, a, what this we need is to get you're is here. a theologian in here. I would love to talk about it with uh, Brother Nick. <laughs> I think he'd be great. Brother Nick Becker is a professor here. Fa- he would be Father phenomenal. Nick. I believe it's Father Nick Becker. Father Nick? Father Nick yeah. Becker. Oh, it is Father Nick. Yeah, I think it's a priest. I've had him. Jesus fingers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into the real the meat of this podcast, and it's you guys. Meatheads. Oh, 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 that oh, way. oh. Right. I love it when you talk to your <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, Avery, to be your, fair. Uh, your head does kind of look like a, like a uh, snack of meat. Yeah. Lamb roast. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Lucas is, what, you're a junior this year, correct? I'm a senior, senior buddy. You're a senior, that's right. Senior. Avery, you're younger than me, aren't you? I'm a sophomore. A yeah, duck. that's right. Okay, yeah, I just averaged it out. <laughs> <laughs> I always know my guess. Um, of course you do. No, <laughs> Lucas, you're the same year as me, Avery, sophomore, but you're all three of us are RAs. Yes. And that's how I met you guys is through our RA, RA program. So once a month, I get a chance to kind of see you guys and catch up. thought we should bump that up a bit because obviously I enjoy your company, but there's always something going on <laughs> and I thought it'd be just kind of interesting to see what you guys were up to lately, especially cause we came off last week, which we'll get to a little bit later, but I think it's more important. We start with your story, Avery, because you've been, you came in the room and yeah, you were for, making like dad noises yeah, for a little context. Dad? I was up till, uh, 4am and it was not by choice. It was, not. of course, duty calling. <laughs> and so let me set the stage for you here. It's sick. Uh, I got on duty at like 12. I took a round at like 12.20. Then I was talking to Kenny. I went into Kenny's room. We ended up talking for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Another RA. Yeah. Another RA. Uh, well, then Brother Walter, the FR on the floor, uh, came in, walked in with the cribbage board, said, <laughs> you guys want to play some cards? I said, well, shit, sure. 
Of course, I didn't say that because I have utmost respect for Brother Walter, and he doesn't need to hear that. <laughs> but I did also hear him swear a little last night. So I, yeah, well, it's it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's a very valuable memory when you can get a monk to swear. Yeah, I think the context of that was he looked at his hand and said, "Well, I ain't got shit here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something Brother Walter. <laughs> but uh, so it's me, Kenny, another RA. And Brother Walter, and he's trying to teach us how to play cribbage because neither me or Kenny have played before. Yeah. So we get into it. Me and Kenny are uh, getting pretty good. And then uh, Nevin Vincent. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nevin or Vincent? Nevin. Uh, another RA uh, came up. So we started playing cribbage. So we play until about 2.40. And that's when stuff hits the fan. So... For context, we are playing in the hallway at a table, so we can mm-hmm. see down both, so it's not like we're like in a room or whatever. We're pretty aware. So we haven't seen a lot of people move, moving in and out, but for the purpose, for the incident in question, we did see the two guys who we'll hear about later go into the rooms. Oh, man. So she... <laughs> I'm going to, at this time, pull out the report. This... Just to make sure that I'm uh, accurate and fair. Yeah, no, go ahead. That's um, that was a beautiful tease right there. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> now to our commercial breaks yeah. from all the sponsors <laughs> we don't have. That's <laughs> right. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Uh, I am gonna make a couple commercials. I made one for uh, my buddy Vincent, who does the. Um, he has a podcast of his own called the Canvas Podcast. Canvas. And it was No Nut 2020. And I was like, I don't think I can run that on my podcast, but it is a pretty fun joke. So it's on his now. But it was pretty good. Commercials are fun. They're, they're really uh, they're fun to write. It's like the highlight of the Super Bowl. Oh, they oh, are. Yeah. I'm going to have to get your picks after this. I'm going to have to see what you guys think. Oh, boy. But anyway. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so just reading off the report here. Uh, and I need you to buckle up here. I'm going to pause after each paragraph. <laughs> Just to allow for questions. Yeah, thank you. Uh, at 2.40 a.m., two residents, uh, Dominic and Connor, uh, came to our table. And they said, and I quote, that a big guy had just crawled into bed with one of them. <laughs> I then proceeded to go to the room. I'll now pause for questions. Wait, 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 wait. So this is at 2, 2.40 in the morning. Yes. And why weren't you asleep already? Uh, we were playing cribbage. You're playing. You're just playing. You're just up for. Yep. Uh, in fact, actually, I didn't include this in the report, but before uh, I went and checked it out, I said, "Well, let let us finish this hand." <laughs> oh yes. Of, uh, yeah, that's that's a good way to go. A big guy crawled into bed with me. Yes. So for con- <laughs> for context. <laughs> yeah. Just to uh, this is uh. This is a room. This is room four forty four. Okay. Uh, and this will be important for the next uh, paragraph here. You got it. So uh, Charlie, who yeah. was ID'd as the big guy who crawled into bed, his room is uh, four forty five. So you found this guy already. Wow. Okay. So okay. keep going. Keep going. I'll stop after. I'll stop after because I, I feel excellent. like I'm just gonna upset everything. So I proceeded to spend about five minutes pinching him. Uh, kind of like tickling his feet, getting him to kick, uh, yelling at him, poking at him, and shaking him to try and wake him up. Could not do it. So then 
uh, Kenny, the other RA, called life safety, which is campus security. Uh, the life safety officer, to wake him up, basically ended up crawling up the top bunk and getting right in his face and just yelling, which it worked. So, 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 stop, stop there. Here, pull that thing a little bit because you're just turning a bit. Sorry. So, stop right there. There you go. Uh, so, this guy <laughs> crawled up into his neighbor's bed. Yes. Probably by accident, but I guess we can know later. Um... <laughs> It's a lofted bed. It is a lofted bed. So you and Kenny were trying to wake him up by some means. Yes. All right. Continue, please. Oh, wait. Okay. Well, first off, let's <laughs> just talk about the brilliance that this thing is in a bunk. He he has found his way. Uh, he's now like almost unconscious in a top bunk, and we know this is like, what is it, five eight, like off the ground? It's up there. It's almost six feet off the ground. It's not quite, but it's up there. And a life safety officer had to army crawl in and basically snuggle in, snuggle out. <laughs> and here's, a, here's an interesting tidbit I learned after the end of the fact is that, so he was in, he climbed up a bunk. Yeah. In his room, he he, does, he doesn't have a bunk that he sleeps in. He sleeps on like ground level. Oh. Which I found that. Uh, you, you have floored me, sir. <laughs> like... There's a lot going on here. Continue, please. So then, myself, Kenny, and uh, Life Safety went to his room, uh, 445. In his room, we found another individual passed out on the floor. And his roommate was in the top bunk. It took a hot minute to wake him up. And by that, I mean it was medically relevant to oh, call no. EMTs and an ambulance. Oh. Because that God. like it took like I don't want to say 10 minutes, but it was closer to 10 than 5. Jeez. Um So after he woke, this guy was identified as Cameron from room 329. And right before 3, EMTs were on the scene and Stearns County was called. Oh. Wow, that escalated quickly. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Is it went from what the hell? There's a, there's a, there's a guy in a room. Oh, okay, <laughs> and it turned into uh, let's get the ambulance coming. Yeah, jeez. Uh, so it started out so lighthearted. It started out with like, "There's a big man in my he's room." Killing with me. And, and then it Friday ended with, night. Yeah, Uncle Uncle So and So's got to go to the emergency room. It started out like a fluff piece and ended as something real news. Yep. So then uh, they one, once they got him up, uh, which took a while, they did some breathalyzers. Yeah. So Charlie blew about a one three, oh. give or take. They had to do a couple because. I wish I just had a camera on you, Lucas, right now. Because your faces <laughs> while you're reading this are that, so he, good. He looks. <laughs> a one point three. He must have been like his body must have been just almost purely alcohol. A point yeah. one three. Yep. That's like the definition of college right there. <laughs> well, 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 brace yourself. Well, apparently for that guy it was the definition of college. <laughs> Walking case day. Yep. Oh. Uh, and then the other guy. Uh, Cameron blew about a point two. Oh my god! Which, for reference, is about two and a half times the legal limit. Which, 
in his case is zero, but because oh, he was not twenty one. Oh no! Like I feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I well, I don't know how to feel with those situations because you should be smarter about how you drink. Well, you gotta, you gotta, this amount of alcohol you got to drink in one one evening yeah. to get that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Not up there like that. <laughs> well, and it's funny you say that because when Stearns County arrived, I know I'm jumping ahead of it in the story. Yeah, take your time. When Stearns County arrived, they uh, one of the comments that the officer made was, "God, the kids these days don't know how to fucking drink." <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Yeah. It is true. No. I've got guys on this floor that you know they're older guys and they don't know how to pace it. So I'm over there all the time just making sure that they're okay. Yeah. Being like, settle. You're 21. It's like, ease up, though. Just be responsible. Jeez. Uh, yeah. It's, Kids don't know how to be responsible anymore. It's ridiculous. But, so. I think this RA job has aged us. It, we all sound I, like dads. Old man over here. I, but it's good, yeah. We need, you need days. somebody. <laughs> Ruin my cribbage game. <laughs> Which is, yeah. I was kicking ass. What was Brother Walter think of all this? Well, he went to, he said, uh, once we uh, called life safety, he said, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> oh, really? Just give me the report in the morning. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, At that point, what the hell? Yeah. So then, after the breathalyzers, uh, while we were waiting for Stearns County and Mayo, uh, life safety requested that I get uh, another RA from his floor, uh, his RA. Mm-hmm. So I had to, uh, I woke up Malik Hart, Malik. Oh yeah. Uh, who? We love Malik. Here. He, he definitely woke up. That was. But uh, <laughs> he, loved uh, it. It was about three o five. He's a guy when you wake up, you don't know whether he woke up from a, a like a a nightmare, or like a really good dream because his <laughs> dazed face is like. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Malik's a very. Happy guy. Yeah. But when you uh, when you wake when him you up, wake him up, you he is soulless. Yeah, he just it's so to tell. It is. Oh, so we God. had to get him up, and he was essentially just to make sure that Cameron is who we thought he was. Okay. And then at the end to uh, get him where he needed to go. Uh, this whole time, uh, I should mention that Charlie had uh, thought he was in his room. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Cameron thought he was at CSB. Really? Yeah. So he. Whoa. That's, okay. Uh, Wait, the the guy that was sleeping on the pass on the floor thought he was at CSB. Yes. Yeah. Right. For new listeners, we are at a split school. SJU is the men's school, it, yeah, which he was on. And CSB is the girls' school, which is about a 15-minute drive away. Yeah, for a little context, you don't, like, accidentally forget which one you're no, on. No, they're uh, very there's different. There's a 15-minute highway in yeah. between that uh, makes it very obvious. Well, it's, yeah, it's only four miles. So. It's only four I mean, miles, it's, but it it's, sure feels like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a very blatant difference in the style of the campus, too. Like, Tommy does not look like anything they have to me. Like the brick, the mortar. And yeah, the architecture is different. Architecture is way the different. The is different. There's more, obviously, more yeah. women over at St. Dan's yeah, and more men over, fest over here. Oh, that's all right, right now what we're doing, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that is the Griffin podcast. <laughs> it's just one big sausage fest. <laughs> I've had women, but... Oh, that's good over but yeah. oh, i do it yeah i've got to edit some more because i did this over winter break and i got a bunch of them and i just haven't had time to edit them Ooh. so yeah. i got to get those out 
Yeah. Whip it out, man. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Woof. Oh my god. So then, uh, roughly three oh five, uh, Stearns County arrived. Yeah. Didn't really do much at this point. Just making sure, letting EMTs do their thing. Yeah. At like three sixteen ish, Mayo Clinic arrived. He was examined. Ooh. He was given the green light to be released into uh, the care of his friends or roommate. And this is a fun fact I learned. Uh, so you have to, like, sign a waiver. Like, uh, and I forget exactly what it said, but it was like, I refuse uh, I refuse additional treatment or whatever. Which basically oh. means he wouldn't, like, he, he, uh, he didn't want to go to the hospital. He thought he was okay as long as he was with, like, someone else. But you have to like. There's like a whole waiver. Like I refuse additional treatment. Yeah, that's uh. I didn't, I know didn't that. realize they made you sign it there. Yeah, yeah which I, I'd be very interested to see his signature on that compared to like any other signature. <laughs> it's just an X, a circle, oval. It's like the squiggliest X uh, you've ever seen in your life. It's like your dad's signature where he makes the first consonant and just scrapes yeah. like, like a straight line through. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is intense. Yep. And so, then, yeah, what? how did this all end up? So it ends with uh, he uh, was walked to his room by Life Safety, EMTs, and uh, Malik, the RA. And then he had to come back with Malik because he left his like phone and wallet and stuff. Oh, so was that like this morning or something? Or did he... Uh, no, he came back like seven minutes later. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like a... Oh, there's the youth. That's yeah. That sounds like us. But I have some additional info. Oh, that I get the dirt. Yeah. I love that it's like an officer interview. I feel like I'm in like an episode of Cops, like after <laughs> the fact. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll leave the juicy ones for the mm. end. Oh, okay. Uh, so, his roommate, Mitch, he was present throughout the entire incident, but he was asleep and he wasn't questioned or breathalyzed. He was, like, woken up to make sure he's okay. Oh, yeah. But if I had to bet, he was probably just as drunk as the others. Yeah. If probably. not, he would definitely been on something. Which brings me to uh, another juicy tidbit. Uh so they found a beer in the room. Mm. Okay. It was only one can, so you know. Mm. A lot. Where there's one, there's more. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah. it's a no tolerance policy for those under twenty one. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but the IP expert. <laughs> yeah. That's right. This is a man of many many fine Many drinks. handles. Yes. <laughs> a man of many handles. Many. <laughs> Well, well versed in the alcoholic uh, beverages, of course. Uh, I do like my beer. <laughs> Some tasty stuff there. I mean, I wouldn't expect you to know have, that. Oh, of course, I am under twenty-one yeah. and have no yeah, experience. Perhaps with someday you'll know the tastiness of a. I will. A nice, you will be uh, the nice beer. You're on the quick. You're on the short list for. Uh, I turn twenty-one. I need something Ooh, good, Lucas. Yeah. Oh, can make that happen. Be careful. That's like, it's like, oh my god, I could smoke crack. You know, I'm like, (laughs) oh, Jesus. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Yep. It's a downward downward spiral into alcoholism, for sure. (laughs) You gotta be careful. Um, But it's also important to note that about halfway through the incident, when we were waiting for uh, 
Stearns County, Kenny had asked the life safety officer, because we had talked about it, there was a faint smell of marijuana in the room. Oh, no. Um, so we asked the life safety officer. He's like, I smell it, but one problem at a time. Oh, yeah. I guess What's that's his? fair. That is fair. Uh, I do not think there, to my knowledge, there's been no follow-up on the marijuana smell. Yeah. With that type of stuff, it's hard because you either have to have it in the moment or like you have to have it directly after while there's still ashes or something going on. It's hard if it's really faint. Mm-hmm. I think most of them just are like, no. Yeah. We've had that on our floor a couple times here. Yeah, the problem is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys go out and smoke yeah. it. Um, well, not these guys. Well, I'm just saying that <laughs> these they, are special guys. It's sometimes what guys. happens is that they bring in the smell with their clothes, and then it just kind of yes. faintly uh, wastes through the hall. But when they're actually smoking the hall, it's super super strong. <laughs> oh yeah, well, we had a guy uh, on long wing, uh, just chimney blazing it, man. Uh, that was my first felony. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, your incident, you mean? Yes. Oh, it ended I'm up convicted. being a felony. <laughs> wow. Not for me personally, for the resident in question, of course. Jeez, um, dude. And it was so strong that uh, when life safety came up, they thought it was coming from the short wing. Oh. It was just like everywhere. Like, and I tell this every time, but I've never smelled marijuana before. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell you what it was like. It's but stinky. when I stepped out of my room, it hits. I knew for a fact someone was smoking weed. It's one of those things, like, the first time I smelled it, I was in college as a freshman, and I was at UW-Superior, and we lived basically in, like, a figure-eight dormitory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's, like, two staircases on either side, and then it's yeah. co-ed. So every, it just goes spiraling up, and girls' bathroom on one side, boys' bathroom on the other. And it was a really nice dorm for the potheads because, because there were all these corners and these areas that you could kind of throw up, like, walls and... It was hard for you to hear stuff. It didn't bounce around. The smells didn't, like, didn't, you know, go yeah, rise around. I'm losing my words here. <clears throat> I accidentally unplugged my headphones. Uh, professional <laughs> podcast. <right>? Absolute <laughs> professional. No, but what I was saying is one of the guys smoked it so much you could smell it from the other end where the elevator was. And it got into the elevator and started to make its way down to second floor. I lived on third Jeez. floor. And this guy... I will say, they never got him on that one, but he didn't make it through the semester. And what they did is they brought up, like, an industrial laundry basket, you know, like they do at hotels. Yeah. Like the big bin. Yeah, big and they basically said, you've got three hours, empty the room and go. And he was kicked off of campus for good. That was it. Yeah, so it was like, some people like the reefer. Like, a little, <laughs> like the reefer a little too much. It's true, though. The herb. The herb. It does seem Mary like Jane. That. Yeah, Mary Jane. People, where there's smoke, there's fire, but it also feels like where there's one, there's two kind of law with what you said. Yeah. Where there's one beer, there's two beers. Yeah. Where there's beers, sometimes there's weed. Well, it's a social thing. That's why. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to... I mean, oftentimes, if you're smoking, you're not smoking alone. Yeah. If you're drinking, you're oftentimes not drinking just Drink. one one can, one bottle by your... Hopefully not by yourself. Hopefully no one drinks by themselves. So. Um, I, well, I wanted to tell you guys a quick story, if that's all right. Yeah. So my FR, JC, mm-hmm. lovely guy, great guy. We got into a bit of a conversation earlier this year about root beer mm-hmm. because he slapped root beer out of the hands of one of the Chinese students here 
because he is also Chinese, so he's like trying to make his way and try to be like an, an anchor for them to come and have you know a, a Chinese man on campus that they can talk to in their native language and be a very comforting feeling, which is nice. But he doesn't know all of the American, you know, terms and terminology and whatnot for drinks. Mm-hmm. He just was in Japan. So he he bought a thing of root beer, or he was given it. And Stephen, who was this Chinese student, was like, I would like some root beer. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. He pours the drink, and he starts looking at it. He's like, wait, isn't root beer beer? That's beer, right? Beer. And he runs across the room, and he slaps it out of Stephen's hand. And he's like, no, it's got alcohol. That's legal. So I get called like two days later, and um, I'm sitting in his kitchen. He's like, can you help me? Because I don't know if this is right or not. Root beer. I'm like, I think I know where this is going. He's like, yeah, here it is. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is just sugar. This is nothing. There's no alcohol in here. Don't worry about it. He's like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. A week ago, last sat- Sunday, I'm sitting in the room doing a meeting, having, you know, like your check-in with your yeah. FR. And everyone's gone. <laughs> And uh, all the two other RAs on my floor leave, and I'm just kind of sitting there with JC, who is not in the meeting at all. He's watching Home Alone, first off. He loves Home Alone. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but on top of that, he's like, oh, Ben, I have something for you because I don't really like this kind of root beer. It makes my head hurt. And he runs into the kitchen, and he pulls out a Budweiser and gives it to me. <laughs> And he's like, it makes my head hurt too much. You have this one. I don't know what sugar's in it. I'm like, okay. Because I didn't want to like embarrass him right there. Like, no, that's Budweiser. That's actually beer. But at the same time, he didn't really know, like, what is beer? What's root beer? The and the terms, like, he well, he doesn't. he's a very healthy guy. He doesn't drink. But he also doesn't really have caffeinated soda. So he doesn't see him both very often. Uh-huh. So he just kind of wouldn't. You know, weaved them together. Well, I guess to make a one like, of those, uh, cheat sheets with just all the, the A and W mug, all that stuff on one side. And, uh, I did. What, I the... thought about it for a second. I was like, I should probably go back and say, like, listen. Well, because if you like, it's very possible he offered a Budweiser to someone who shouldn't have had a Budweiser. Yeah, I feel, yeah probably. I he just been... had one can, and I took it, and I ended up giving it to my friends because I don't really drink. So I gave it to some guys that would actually legally be able to. I would have been like. I think I know what's, uh, you know, hurting your head. Um, you see, this has a percentage of, I don't know, probably like 4.6 or, you know, but, but like, but like, it's not, doesn't have very high alcohol, but I'll um, be like, yeah, this, this, this is how you tell what, uh, if a drink has alcohol in it, the ABV. Be like, it could have been a nice teaching moment. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it could have. But at the same time, I ran back. I was, I came from my buddy's place. We call it the lily pad. Hmm. And we, I ran back, went to the meeting, was there for like half an hour, and then came back with the Budweiser. And I was like, look at this! Like holding it above my head like I just won a trophy. Hey. But it was just like, this is surreal. No, In no other situation would that ever happen. No. You know, I'm 22, so I'm like, I'm legal. So I think that's the reason he was like, I'll just give it to him because if I don't know, I don't know. And it will be legal regardless. <laughs> but it was the craziest thing. But, yeah, no. Life of an RA, not what I expected, because I'm a rookie. I know you're the first oh, rookie. 
And You've I, been doing this for I'm a while, though, Lucas. Uh, I got a. It's not a. Not so much a funny story, but um, regarding uh, beer giving. Uh, one of my residents, he um, he turned twenty one um, early this fall or this past fall, you know, September or whatever, and he's he's gifted me a couple um, couple cans of uh, I think it was Budweiser. Oh yeah. Um, and you know <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Budweiser, but it's like oh all right, it's thank free. you, buddy. I mean, if you're willing to share, you're willing to share. You know, free beer is the best beer. That's, yes. Um. Exactly. So, but other than that, I you know I. This year has been pretty low key for me. Nothing like uh, Avery over no, here. Um, busted, I'm not even done yet. Residents left and right, oh, and we'll no. continue to do so. Oh yes. So, so this yeah. is where I haven't had a situation yet. Like oh, really? Maybe, like I've I've had to break up like an altercation, but it wasn't like a fight. Yeah, it was like a weepy. Yeah, I had to de-escalate a fight between friends over alcohol. Oh. But that was it. It was it was kind of a nice moment. We hugged it out. <laughs> mm, that's nice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Otherwise, it's all knocking. Like it's noise and knocking. Hey, buddy, you gotta, you gotta turn that down. You gotta, you gotta turn much. down. You gotta invest <laughs> more. You know. The way yeah. you say that, <laughs> Lucas, you are the dad. Thank you. You're this welcome. is like a dad's book club. It's just, <laughs> it's just kind of like yeah, yeah. But I'm excited because a lot of students, you know, they always. I don't want to say they always, but when they find out I'm an RA, they always ask. Tell me the dirt. Yeah. You know, what's going mm-hmm. on? And now you're getting Spell it. The oh. <laughs> Spell, Spell the tea. That R-A-T. But I can say my most... So when I was an R-A and Tommy here back in the day, Tommy 3, I did have one comparable event to... Well, it's similar to like the, you know, craziness of it, but yet different. You know, I, I was on duty... Um, I don't know, it was a Friday or Saturday night, and, you know, uh, I could definitely tell maybe something's going on, because, you know, it wasn't too late, it was like 10 o'clock, whatever, I could see people walking by down the short wing, whatever, pretty consistently, and, you know, I could hear fake music, whatever, you know, it was like 11 o'clock, and then um, Brother Dan, or not Brother Dan, Brother brother Dennis, uh, that far up there, he comes um, over to my room, it's like, just called Life Safety on this residence's room down there. You know, he had, he had a bit of a history, this uh, resident of mine. Um, so, go meet Life Safety, uh, Brother Dennis. Um, go to the room, and it's it's pretty banging. It's pretty banging, very loud, uh, with music and with people. Um, two major red flags. Um, shit goes down, you know, Life Safety busts them, and here comes 15 people all the room. Um, you know, but what was really interesting, they didn't, they found alcohol, but we were kind of thinking that they weren't drinking in their room per se, they'd probably drink somewhere else, but the resident got, he got, he was very intoxicated, and he got in a shouting match with Brother Dennis, and there's one thing you do not want to do, is get in a argument, a shouting match with Brother Dennis, because he yeah. is pretty much always right. <laughs> well, isn't he also a professor of philosophy? Yes. Yeah. He's very intense as he's, far as FR. Yeah. He, he's, he's one of the guys that you look at and you would be like, I don't want to be on his floor, but at the same time, being on his floor, I think, makes you a better yeah, RA. He's, he's definitely... His uh, default not, setting is definitely a 15. Yeah, he's, you know, he's definitely intense and doesn't intense. have the best reputation yeah. um, until you get to know him, I feel like. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's just a little different. Nice um, uh, it's kind of funny, but... 
Um, yeah, that did not work out with him. Um, life safety kind of had to pull him apart almost. Oh, <laughs> it was really? always going to be like fisticuffs. Uh, because, because this resident actually comes from a pretty well-known family in Minnesota and, okay. um, had a number of issues before, um, this incident. And like, there's comes a point where like, uh, brother just like, I'm going to call up your dad right now and going to tell him what's happening. And everything and that that did not help with the escalating but um it was definitely a very interesting night because when you see a student and an old man getting in a shouting match when one is intoxicated and one is just you know mm-hmm. old man you know trying to put a kid in his place um definitely makes <laughs> a makes Dennis a is like night. five five too he's like a tinier he's five, dude five five uh, no like... he's probably like five nine five ten god every time i stand next to him i feel like a giant yeah he's not he's not that big but uh yeah it's definitely makes up for that, it. that was the most interesting night i've had as an ra and one of the other ones is not so much interesting just like what makes Billy dance stand out i mean this was at the beginning of the semester and he he is known for stopping people with backpacks uh, on a Friday, Saturday night and having them open it up. Oh. And that is what exactly what happened one night. And I remember it because he oh. comes in oh. holding um, like it was like a, a couple handles, partial handles of liquor and like a couple cans of beers. And he's like, I just confiscated this from, you know, what's his name? Um, the resident. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's a very brother Dennis thing to do. <laughs> that is, oh, that's a move. So, yeah, that's, that's one thing that move. contributes to his uh, reputation um, around campus here. <laughs> Dang. Wow. I didn't expect that to be a move here. That's a, that's a power move. That yeah. is a power. That's a power trip going on yeah, right there. He's, he's able to walk far. right up. He gives you the shake of the finger. Suspicious carrying a backpack on a late Friday, you know, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. I can have any of it. <laughs> well, speaking of reputations. Yes, you have another story. I, I want to get back to I got another story. And the best part is it ties into the one I gave earlier. Oh, oh it is. Oh, baby. I'm just going to go full on the therapy couch right now. Just just sit back, relax. Yeah, I am. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so this was, oh boy, this was uh, before Thanksgiving break, I believe. Yes. It was about a week before Thanksgiving. So I didn't get all the details of this. We just got the report. But yeah. uh, Charlie, the very same Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, got a DUI. Oh, no. Or was it a DUI? I mm, I can't remember, but it involved him driving. I think he blew a point. Nah, I can't speculate on that. I don't remember it. But it was, uh, he blew something, which is not good. And then he had some open uh, containers of alcohol. In the room. Uh, a couple days later, and this is a Thursday, uh, because I know because we were having hot bread mm. of delicacy. <laughs> but um, so we were doing hot bread, and then me and Jacob, who's another RA on yeah. my floor, uh, it's about 10 o'clock. At this point, we had seen Charlie and about eight guys file out of his room and go into town, presumably. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, whatever you want to say. Allegedly. 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 They were going to the bar. They made a comment about it. Yeah. Which, ballsy. But Yeah. uh, So, me and Jake, uh, at about 
10 ish o'clock, uh, you start smelling something. Mm-hmm. So we head down, short wing. And lo and behold, we get to Charlie's room. So we knock on the door because we're like, ah, we just got to check it out. Pretty sure it's from here. Yeah, whatever. No one's home. Uh, we knock for like, I don't know, a minute. Nothing happens. So then we just try the handle. Just, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Door's open. Mm-hmm. So we open up. Smell of marijuana hits you like, oh. oh. Then we turn on the lights. Ooh. And what do we see? We see about a dozen beers, four or five uh, handles. Don't see any marijuana, but it's definitely something's in there. It's in there. It's in there. And uh, we see, uh, I think they had some hookah. Hookah. Oh, hookah. Hookah. Which is uh, technically legal, but you shouldn't have it in the dorms. Yeah. As long as it's strictly tobacco, of course. Um, so these guys are all out of town or like out to town, I should say, not out yeah, of town. Out to out town. To and they town. just left the evidence everywhere and they, they left the door open and the evidence is everywhere. So we call life safety. Uh, they get here and we're like, here's the situation. They left. Their door was unlocked. We opened it. We didn't touch anything. What's the protocol here? And they said, it's, you can open the door. You can't mess with anything. But since we're here, we have probable cause to, like, ask for a search warrant. Oh, but, I see. So then we decided, Life Safety recommended that we wait until the residents got here so that they could be forthcoming. Oh, with, okay. uh, Give them a shot. Give yeah. them a shot at saying, yep, here's all the beer, here's all the whatever. Um, so then about two or three hours later. They, they plugged the door at that point so that they couldn't key in. And we left a mm. sticky note saying, come find Avery. Mm. Uh, nice. So then, at a couple hours later, they come, and we I just say, straight up, fellas, uh, reeked a weed in your room. Your door was unlocked. There was a bunch of booze laying around. And they just looked super confused. And you could just tell them getting, like, yeah. We left the door unlocked and now we're getting off. Yeah, that's So then we get to the room, we do the room search, we call life safety, all that good stuff. Uh we find uh there's So remember they had like eight guys in there. Hmm. And there was about two or three backpacks that just weren't theirs. They just oh. they just have guys in and out all the time. Hmm. That's just who they are. So they had um am I trying to say here? In Look, one backpack. There's like a rail yard like behind us. I never got used no, to that. No, it's the siren, the, siren, the yeah. emergency siren that no. they test every, every Saturday. Saturday at noon. Yeah. It sounds like a train coming through rather than a siren. Well, I was kind of thought of it as like that work whistle where it's yeah. like... Uh, like at the wood shop. Closing <laughs> Yeah. 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 Anyway, continue. So in these backpacks that... Um, and I told them, listen, you're going to want to be able to identify which backpacks are yours. Do you have something that you can use to like prove that it's yours? So we identify the backpacks that are theirs. And some of the backpacks that aren't theirs, we find a couple handles. Mm-hmm. There, it goes. there it is. Hey, oh, that's, that's, that's a, good a party siren. Yeah. It's time for the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start stripping, Dad. Oh, no. You don't want that. 
<laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> Literally on my last podcast, I had a discussion about strippers. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? I did. I had my friend Maddie on. I got it. Still, I'm still editing that one, so I don't know which one of those will come out first. But uh, I had a discussion about she brought me to bring a friend to dance, and I said basically like all of these people are just running around just dancing there's no like instructions like left foot first right foot then leap forward right tache blah blah what blah what the dancing was this uh it was like a hip-hop they oh. had ballet they had all sorts of Jeez. shit okay they were doing everything it was a lot of like the day i came they did like ballet and strength workouts and then they do more like hip-hop jazz type type of stuff but they they work with everything for some reason but they were doing these like leaps across the floor and I didn't know how to do it. So I was like, how do you do it? And on the podcast, Maddie was just like, well, what did you think of it? Like, how did you think of doing it? And I start describing it and she's like, you're making me sound like a stripper. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, bring it. But I was just listening to that before you guys got here. Cause I was trying to sneak in some editing before you guys got here. And I was like, Oof. like I, I'm I just, you can tell by the way I'm just like trying to speak about it. I'm like mixed emotions about it because that whole day, I think we played dodgeball like three times and those girls are hellions. They just come in and they seek and they just want to destroy you. No boundaries. Yeah. Dancing dodgeball. Can you imagine that? Destroy you with dancing dodgeball. Yeah. That's right. Oh, good for you. And then we're like fourth graders that came up and just bullied the shit out of me while I was down. Like just threw it all on me. Yeah, kids are kids are brutal. And then they wore like these like high short shorts, but they wear these long like rainbow colored socks, but on one foot because that's the foot you twirl on. So if you're spinning on that foot, you want some protection. Yeah. So they have these really heavy, colorful socks that go up to like their knee, and then on the other foot, like ankle sock. It's nothing if a sock at all. So it was this. That'd be kind of weird. It, it, it was could... a really interesting experience for me because I had never been. I have no rhythm. I'm a white guy that can't dance. I have no reason to be there. <laughs> but at the same time, I've met strippers, and oh, that's what I can compare it to. Accomplishment right there. Yeah. The one I met in Florida was super nice, and then she got arrested. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. I went to take my grandpa to the. I'm going into other stories here, but I don't know if I told <laughs> this one on the podcast. I was in Florida with my grandpa and i woke up one morning and the bgs were playing at like max volume in his kitchen it was like 6 30 in the morning and he had earwax clogging his like tunnels so he couldn't hear at all Mm -hmm. and he had been like attempting to call people all morning to see about getting his ears drained finally got an appointment at this doctor that he had met like 10 years ago that had changed office and township and he somehow found him and he scheduled a appointment for twelve thirty. I, I promise this is about a stripper, um, but we go out, we go to a Waffle House. It's like seven thirty, and Waffle Houses are like the cheapest fucking food you'll ever find. It's disgusting. We had Southern the delicacy. It is. We had the waitress with the most teeth, so we felt very oh, fancy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but a pimp walks in. I I don't even like. I'm not even sugarcoating. He sits down right by us. And I'm like, oh my God. Because all of these women like start huddling around him. He's like divvying shit up. I'm like, that's got to be a pimp. 
it's got to be a pimp. There's no way around it. There's not Venmo for pimps. There's just, you don't really see it. This is the kind of atmosphere. So I'm already kind of on edge from being in this area. So he's like now saying, we should go to the appointment. It's like 9.30. The appointment's at 12.30. So we get up. We drive to this place. And I park. I walk him inside. We wait until 12.30. So for like three hours, my car is just sitting out there. He goes in and I decide I should call my mom, my aunts, and my uncle, his kids, to let them know I dropped him at the hospital. This is what's going on in case they see anything, you know. So I start calling. I call my... I I just decide I'm going from my mom and then oldest to youngest. And my mom's the middle. So I just call her first and I say what's going on. Right after I get off the phone with my mom, a woman walks up and knocks on my window. And I, like, roll it down. She's like, hey, are you lost? Like, is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. Southern, you know. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm just here with the hospital. I'm, my, I had to drop my grandpa off. She's like, well, I hope he's okay. Blah, blah, blah. If you need anything, just come on into Diamonds over here. And I look across and I realize I'm in a strip club parking lot. I'm the only car in the strip club parking lot. And my grandpa, to my dismay, said before getting out of the car, I park here all the time. Like, this is my spot. <laughs> like, this is where I'm at. Like, he doesn't go. He just likes the parking lot. Like, it's always open because no one wants to park in front of the strippers. And it turns out, oh, that was a stripper. She's working here as an adult, like, you know, performer. Dancer, yeah. And she couldn't have been nicer. She couldn't have been nicer. I talked to her for like maybe five minutes. Did you go inside? No. Because I ended up calling the rest of the family and letting them all know. Or, you know, it kind of networked. You know, I called like three and then my mom called two. And uh, I realized I probably shouldn't be parked in the strip club parking lot. I should probably park in the hospital parking lot. And so I just drive around. And I find it. It's behind the building I was in originally. And I just walk around. As, as I walk around, all of these cops start flooding into that parking lot that I was just in. And they're getting out and they're running in. And some's got like a bigger, you know, like a shotgun. And they're running in. And I don't know what the fuck it was. Three days later, after I get my grandpa, he's reading the paper. He's like, look at this. They just did a cocaine bust at that strip club we parked at. It was like, oh my god so the woman that i met apparently got arrested like Jeez. that day like an hour <laughs> after i met her <laughs> and i was like oh life just hit you pretty hard there but there's there's strip clubs all the way through florida detroit's the same way but detroit there's more so mm. i remember because i have family in detroit detroit there's eight mile like you know the the road that eminem raps yeah. about it's got um the pawn stars shop on it it's mm-hmm. very famous road for businesses all those businesses are adult like performance halls gentlemen's clubs now and it's kind of creepy yeah because it feels like after so long you you have more women than men and you don't have any customers i don't know i think there's only so many pervs out there you know so many guys that want to hit up if you have a sweet buffet though i'm down a buffet so, yeah a buffet at a strip club that's they a, are famously good. That's a Ron Swanson good. move. That is a Ron Swanson Ooh. move. That is a Ron Swanson move, actually. <laughs> Sounds pretty nasty. My uh, friend worked at a uh, gay bar, and they had a night where kind of out there, she's a lesbian. So it was in her defense, or er, for her support. 
and she i was like oh i what what gay bar is it i can't remember the name for for life of me right now but she's like it's so and so i have pictures up if you want to see me on there i'm like i'll follow the page i didn't realize a lot of gay guys what they do to see like you know to throw their name out there and to shoot their shot is they go to gay bars or like sites that are designated for people from the LGBTQ community to meet up. And they just DM everybody on the followers list if it's a guy or if it's a girl in their preference. So I got hit up with like 15 DMs. Oh, look at you, man. I'm moving in the world. I never felt so attractive. It is a nice feeling, I will say. I felt I looked at my ass a little different. I was like, what's up? At least someone wants yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing nothing for, you know, I'm not working out for no reason. I guess the pictures look good. <laughs> and no, it always keeps it interesting. Yeah, I don't know how we got here. I, I honestly don't. I, I, it was I, something I, about the last podcast of strippers, I think. But, yes. What were we uh, talking about we before? Your story, oh, that's... <laughs> your story of that's the... That's right. Of I the, totally the interrupted your story. I'm sorry. Yes, that is right. I, I so, told like a soft core version of the stories that I, I've told quite often. I may or may not have said that on the podcast. I don't remember. I just have been telling those stories a lot because I've been writing them down lately yeah. for my friends. And uh, at some point, I'm thinking about maybe actually doing them, like actually reading the bits to some people, but I'm trying to fix them up for my writing class. But yeah, I'm writing them down, so it's like I've told them so many times. I'm like, Jesus, man, I can only... Broken recorder over there. <laughs> a little bit. Record. And you cut parts out that oh, are like less funny record. and stuff. Not a, yeah. not a recorder. <laughs> Sorry, jeez. It's not elementary. Hot cross buns up in this bitch. Oh, are you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Avery taking out knees like Tanya Harding. <laughs> Be a robot. Oh, my Gang God. Gang shit. No, but <laughs> oh no! I've just been writing a ton over the past like forty-eight hours. I think I've written at least maybe four rough draft pieces of stories, and I just keep them in a bin. Hopefully, one day I'll put them on here. But I don't know. I'm just kind of working with them. They all started out as shit stories, but they got to start somewhere. <laughs> You just keep editing and revising them, and then you have a masterpiece at some yeah, point. You yeah, you do get a masterpiece at some point. There are some stories. several years, but you, yeah. know, you never know. There are stories, though, that people are like, like a shit story. A shit story, when it's done right, anyone will laugh at that. I think that's just one of those human stories, and that's something that I, like, I feel bad saying this, but I studied them for a while. Like how people in communication, because I'm a comm major, mm-hmm. how they react to certain kind of jokes, and the difference between, like, Sorry, I had a burp. The difference between like blue collar comedy, comedy, and just like intelligent intellectual stimulation comedy, and the difference between the two, and blue collar, I think most people would agree. Blue collar is usually the stuff that we all listen to. Yeah. It's more down to earth. It's more like, oh, I stepped in my dog's turd, you know, like type of shit. And then you listen to upscale comedy, which is more Jim Gaffigan area, but he's not totally. It's just that he's clean. It's different. So it was interesting. I'm still working on it. But yeah. Let's get back to your story. Because I feel like I've left this thing hanging. Because the people it that got hanging. into this are We've probably... been... We all want to know. The, yeah. It was the mid-season uh, yeah, finale. Yeah, we had a big mid-season going. Part one of an epic two-part uh, conclusion. But uh, We'll have to get you back. Well, yep. Well, I think we're going to set a recap here. Um, 
So we had hot bread. It was delicious. Yeah. I ate a lot of it. Uh, maybe a half a loaf. I don't know. That's not Jeez, good. must have been constipated after. I usually... So I know this is a side check too, but just really quickly. Uh, whenever there's hot bread, I usually eat half a loaf. And I usually <laughs> don't eat dinner, and that's my dinner. Oh, it's a lot of bread. That is a it lot is of bread. a lot of bread, but... <laughs> If you think about it in my philosophy, it's also just a lot of sandwich. It's, it's, a, it's some dense bread, dense in sandwich In my bread. philosophy? Yeah, you know. I you guess put, that works for you, Avery. You put you, peanut you know, butter on there. In the order of Avery. You put butter and honey. I mean, that's like... Butter and honey is buddy, the way to go. Though, it is bread. so good. With Brother Walter, you go butter and syrup. Syrup, yes. Boom. That is true. Syrup. <clears throat> oh. It's good on Although, anything. And I need to add this really quickly, but Brother Walter's applesauce. And I know mm, I've told this to like anyone Brother, who will Brother listen. Walter's applesauce. It is you? the greatest <laughs> single thing I've ever consumed in my life. <laughs> he made about, he for like a solid month towards the end there, he was making it. And I was, I had applesauce pancakes. Yeah. I had applesauce on my bread. Mm. I basically got minorly addicted Jesus. to it. Uh, it well, how it, does he pass it out? Does he like pass it out in like a I don't no, know, so mason put, jar or something? Yeah, he puts it in like a old jelly jar or whatever. Okay. And he just kind of gives it to you? No, he doesn't even he, give he, it. He, he just put it out for like uh, food events. Whoa. But it was... Uh, Let me know because I would try that stuff. Let me know. Dude, applesauce pancakes and then... It, applesauce pancakes. I famous. should also give you a bottle of syrup because my family used to make ours too. Mm. Yeah, you should give it to Brother Walter. I, I was thinking about it. Taste it. I've talked to him about it a bit. Yeah, I talked to him about like our setup when I was little, and uh, what we <laughs> did because he has like the sugar shack. Yeah, he, that's he, his whole. He, he yeah. is the syrup maker. He goes out and squeezes the trees himself. <laughs> Squeeze it real tough, and then it spurts out. It's like it's it's a really impressive setup because he wires it all. Like he he puts taps, wires up, and then he has all. tubes that run, which is really yeah, hard to do. Because wow. you got to make sure squirrels don't eat it or chew, yeah, chew on it. And it's really crazy because you gotta you gotta you gotta tap so many trees, and you have to get so much syrup because at the end of the day, like. It burns off and yeah, uh, you only get like fifteen percent so of, yeah. of like the, what's the in there is sugar yeah. at the most, yeah. and then you got to boil it all. Yeah. If you want to hear a very dirty joke about this process, it's that Brother Walter goes, "I'll tap that," then sneaks up behind and forces himself <laughs> on it until oh. he gets the liquid he wants. That's, that's one way to put it. That is one way to put it. <laughs> what the hell? Jesus. It's just been on my mind for a while. I'll just do you, I do you think a, if a dancer walks into a room and looks at the floor, she'd say, "Oh yeah, I tap that." <laughs> I've got my uh, my friend Maddie in mind, so that's why I say she. That's, uh... I bet. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, story. Uh, right. Finish right. the story. No, you, you walked in, didn't we you? Walk, yes. So we're resetting. We had hot bread. Yeah. We smelled marijuana. Yeah. We got in. Opened the door was unlocked. Yes. Open the cog. door. Beer. Reeked of weed. Called yep. life safety. Plugged the door. Yep. We're currently conducting a room search. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there were eight guys in this room before they left. So there's numerous stuff that is not theirs. Yeah. So in a couple of those backpacks that are questionably on the ownership. There was some handles, there was some beer, and then there was the granddaddy of them all. Wax. 
For those of you who are not aware, in the state of Minnesota, wax, which is a THC substance that goes with marijuana, is a felony level crime that puts it essentially puts marijuana on the same uh, level as meth. Whoa. Yup. So. You gotta, you gotta give me a minute. Whoa, There's, whoa, whoa, whoa. And uh, that would, that was my second incidence with uh, wax. Wax. God, I haven't heard a waxy about floor. wax. It's a waxy floor. It's I can't believe, wow. That is unbelievable. So, at that time, it's about 1 a.m. And uh, we just got word that there's uh, wax. So, we questioned the residents. And they both immediately named the same guy. Uh, Azzy, who's also yeah. on my floor, is yeah. the owner of the wax. So we go to him, knock on the door, and uh, he's not home. But his door's also unlocked. And his roommate's just passed out, doesn't notice that we're there. <laughs> so instead, what happens is uh, Kenny, another RA, has to, like, tomorrow, like the next day, just talk to him, say, uh, we found Wax in Charlie and Mitch's room. They both said it was yours. And I forget exactly what happened next, but it was uh, quite a night. Oh, I'm sure. But I brought now the, you got a he, should, he said, she said type of game going yes, on. Yes, it's a whole kerfuffle. Because <laughs> that, keep in mind, that's still we've only still talked to, to my knowledge, three of the eight people who were in that room. Jeez. Uh but I brought that story up because uh, Charlie has a meeting with uh, Jeff Glo- Jeff Jeff Glover. Yeah, he's one of the he's the what's he's his the like head of student, Res Life uh, Student Relations. Student Relations, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah he's a great like, great uh, dude. Does, does kind of like job. the pre conduct board guy, basically. Yeah. Um, so he has a meeting with him on Tuesday, and uh, uh, it was before this in- last incident that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bring that up. Because during this, uh, after this incident, Charlie uh, was very defensive, and he would like give myself, brother Walter, all the RAs just dirty looks all the time. Yeah, like uh, like it was our fault. He had left his door unlocked, and it reeked of weed, and he had a bunch of guys in there, and he didn't know what was in their mm-hmm. uh, room or whatever. But uh, and then uh, for a little more context, his dad. Charlie's dad is on the board for St. John's. Oh, okay. Mm. So it's kind of a... Uh, on the life of privilege. Yes, yes. Mm. So he was, uh, apparently, according to Brother Walter, uh, Charlie had gone on this rant about, oh, you guys are targeting me, and uh, this is ridiculous, and I'm going to tell my dad, and mm. I'm just going to leave, or whatever. That happens a lot. I'm surprised about how many times I've heard people do that, where they go, you're targeting me. It happens a lot with tickets, though. Yeah. Like parking tickets, where CSB uh, parking will get calls and stuff about, or emails where we need to come together and talk about why you guys are coming after me all the time. And it's like, okay, okay. But continue, continue. And I bring that up because last night, uh, and Kenny made a brilliant move on this part because he knew about the hearing. I did not, or the meeting with uh, Jeff Glover. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we kind of closed the door, walked to Kenny's room quick, and then walked, slow, like stood outside the door just to see what would happen. And what we heard was, presumably in reference to uh, 
Cameron, the guy who was found unconscious. I hate him. I hate him. It's all his fault. Mm. Uh, followed by about seven minutes of ranting of this nature. Um, so we included that because it'll be very important for his hearing to see that psychologically he's not taking any ownership. He still sees himself as the victim. Oh, yeah. When in reality, if his dumbass had not drunkenly <laughs> climbed into bed with another man <laughs> or left his door unlocked and didn't know who was in his room, yeah. we wouldn't have been having this conversation. Uh, so I... Jesus, dude. Very much looking forward to seeing how the uh, hearing turns out. Yeah. Irresponsibility no. and then... What happens? Like kids don't even know how to take responsibility for that. It's just, yeah. it's just you'll dumb. have to follow up with us on that. I would like to hear that. Yeah, but that's no. intense. I didn't realize that would be the type of shit we were gonna see this year. Like especially you. I know your floor is kind of notorious. Like Dami Four is notorious, and we've actually been like we don't like we don't have a lot of guys here like on the yeah. weekends. They all like go to CSB, which I personally attribute to me in the first week saying guys. Just go CSB has air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. And I, I don't know. I think it was I, I told my guys a similar thing of if you have a place, like a designated place, use it. Yeah. You don't want to have a party in this room. I mean, look at this room that we're in. Like, would you, you don't want a ton of people. One person lives here and it's crowded. You know, you don't want a bunk bed here, three couches. And, the no. Walls are thin. Walls are you thin. You everything. can hear everything. This wall is actually kind of hollow. Um, you know, obviously, for the listeners, I have a wall I've talked about with Levi in the seventh podcast that's actually at the top. There's just a tiny bit of space that you can actually hear, and it's open, and you can, like, look into the next door room. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Got a pong table? Um, <laughs> no, but it, it amazes me always, the stories that come from RAs, and most of us are just, you know, well we're guys trying to make a living. Like we're just trying to go out and just have a trying school. to save 10 grand, man. That's... Yeah, basically. And you just, you do get a little bit affectionate for some of the guys on the floor. I know I really care about yeah. the guys I have. Like, I really enjoy being around them. I think they're awesome and they're hockey players. So everyone was like, Oh, you're going to have shit this year. I haven't had a problem. They're great guys. My next door neighbors are great. Everyone's been nice, but what are you guys like? I, I actually don't know this one. I, I wanted to know this, but what are your majors currently? I'm a psychology and sociology double major. Oh, that's right. I remember you were double. You're, yeah. you're a go-getter. Yeah. And then you've got music, I think, somewhere, no, don't you? No. Hey, no. No. I'm, I, I, for the record, I do play in the jazz band. Uh, that's where I, I am. Uh, I am on music scholarship. Ooh. Okay, uh, that's where I thought it was. From. What do you play? I play tenor saxophone. Whoa! Is a, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I want to. I want to hear you play sometime. Why don't you yeah, bring send out a stage. saxophone. Oh, it's hard to bring it on the link. It's just a pain oh. in the ass. Oh, you keep it over yonder. Yeah, I keep it oh. at CSB. Mm. You when you uh, have dates, let me know because I've done it with. Uh, I won't say his last name, but he was on the pod. My seventh one, Levi. He was a music major. That one was called "Listen to the Music." Oh, I think you I know, know who, Levi. Yeah, he's he's in the bass Trumbo. section. Yeah, yeah. Hey. great, great guy. He was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, he sends me dates and stuff. So I usually get a little group together and we go. It's nice just oh, to get out. Yeah, I it makes get me feel them. civilized. 
<laughs> Being part in the music culture. Yeah. Yeah. But I am a uh, accounting and history double major. Accounting oh, and history. Accounting. Yes. Really double major. It. So have you have you had Boz? I have not yet. I've heard great things about Boz. Oh, he's the he's got the department on his back. I, I follow him. I follow him on Twitter. He yeah. always posts yeah. like. For people that don't know who Boz is, there's a professor here that goes by the name Boz. He was paralyzed um, in a full Nelson. That's that's Bob. That's Bob. Boz is like Boz Bostrom is like has two working legs. He has two working legs. He's a buff dude. He's like he's got two working legs. He's an ex football player. Oh, I thought Boz was Bob. Oh, sorry. What's it called? Oh, the John Gagliardi. Yeah. Uh, one of those books. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, in the bookstore. Book John, John Gagliari, the wow. winningest coach in division in NCAA history. Yeah. Yes, sir. Was but, it seventeen point six? Screw Nick Saban. Overrated. <laughs> yeah, but Boz, Boz eats, breathes everything about St. John's. Like he's an uh, alumni. He just. I, I saw yeah. him at the Tommy Johnny game this year at uh, uh, yeah at Alliance. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was wearing yeah. an accounting shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where do those come from? Is it just straight up? Accounting, those yeah, accounting yeah. groups? Yeah. yeah. He actually, he he posted or retweeted a picture of his students. Um, Like, they posted a picture of, like, uh, them in the, their accounting shirts with, like, a beer. It was like, oh, I must have done something right that they're wearing their accounting <laughs> shirts and going out to the bars. Jeez. Um, That's the nerdiest thing I've seen. The thing is. with Boz is that Boz, like, he has so many connections and helps so many accounting majors get jobs, like, early, like, there's just, people in our class to with jobs. To there's a, uh, November. This, uh, the entire, there's a night in uh, February, I think it is. It's called Numbers Night. Mm-hmm. And all it is, is there's 30-some businesses that Boz personally has some connection to, and he brings them all in, and it's like a recruiting thing. And all we, all you do is you just sit, you just talk, and you're, it's like you network, mm-hmm. you do all this stuff, and they pump it up. Before last year, they had like a little like, so you don't know how to network session, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and so which I attended, got a free uh, uh, pad folio out Ooh, of it. Nice, oh, nice. classy. So have you picked out like somewhere you want to work someday or? Uh, not yet. I, so, and it's very interesting how they phrase this and this is all the accounting faculty, but if you get a, a, like a career academy career fair, which is like a two, three day job shadow of some kind that generally lead could lead to an internship. And if you don't royally fuck up your internship, <laughs> It'll usually lead to a job offer. That's how they do oh, it. Oh, okay. Interesting. It is a, uh... Wow, I'm glad now I know the difference. Because <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was for so long, I was like, Boz, nope. Boz, because nope. he's one of the FRs. That's Bobby. That's, That's uh, Bob, Bobby not Boz. Bell. Bob Bobby Bell. Bell. Bobbert. Mm. Bob Bell is great, too. Mm. He's a great dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> but... You both are double majors. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was one for it, you know. It's yeah. kind of worked out. And... Pretty much. That's what, yeah. It feels like there's a lot of double majors here. Maybe that's just from my past history, but. I think there are. Not yeah. many. I don't know. God, I don't guys... know if that's compared to any other school, but. You I, know. I'm doing an interview with a girl. Um, her name's Tracy. Really nice person. She's a double major. Um, I think it's econ and com, and then she has an under, like a minor in Spanish. Jeez. And she's playing around with them, and she's thinking about getting another minor in art. 
and it's like, where's this drive coming from, people? Well, like, we'll just like to achieve here. Well, where's yeah. the time coming from? Like, yeah, where's the discipline and the? Oh, oh my goodness! I can't imagine doing that. That's like I, I'm just thinking like personally, like I was struggling a ton with like just figuring out my four year plan, like schedule wise. Yeah. I have yeah. like, I am slammed as tight as can be. Yeah, uh, but you didn't come in with any credits from high school. Yeah, I came in with like uh, sixteen. Oh, that's pretty good. Got my both my humanities out of the way. Yeah, and I got uh, like a human geography that didn't count towards anything, but it raised the credit count. Oh, and then I got my uh, AP Bio. Oh, yeah. Oh, gang shit. I, I came in with eleven <laughs> credits. That was three three requirements. Which helped, because otherwise, yeah. definitely, uh, you know, I was able to study abroad, and even even that made it, well, because of that made it tight, I'm taking 18 credits yeah. this semester, and last. Yeah, abroad's one of those weird things, like, everyone encourages you to take it, even though it's probably not always the best thing for you, oh, credit-wise. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends, I mean, I... It's the experience. I mean, I, I accomplished a lot, like, academically, I accomplished, like, a lot of credits, like, um, requirements, but I wasted... Six credits, because, you know, with, you know, we had an intensive language course, culture yeah. course, which that was a two credit, and then four credit for a language, which already had language to Spanish, it, yeah. so. It, yeah. I'm in the, I was in that same boat where, like, I was working in the Reds Life office, like, first week of school for, like, keys or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was just looking at the study abroad stuff, and I had already done, at that point, my intercultural, my language, I had already done a lot of these general requirements, and there was just no program that made sense to take a semester and say i can yeah. do this and still graduate in four years yeah that's brutal that is that's a hard one to swallow too because i never went abroad mm-hmm. i went abroad in high school and didn't go Ooh. to college but yeah. that was for different reasons well, at least you got it i got a chance I mean, yeah like it, it sticks with you it. like it's a good experience yeah. but i can understand that why people don't take it yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, you got to weigh the costs and benefits. And, I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily work out for everybody, whether it's the financial, I mean, it can get really expensive. and well, credits the finance wise. is the same for the, for abroad versus... No, it, it's an added expense. Okay. Um, yeah. It's like give and take. And it depends where, where you, you go. Like, Australia is the most expensive program to go. London's like, the second most expensive, whereas... Um, like India or um, yeah. uh, you live on like nothing. South Africa is some of the more cheaper ones. I think the cheapest one in Europe is like is Galway. I think it's the cheapest okay. program there. But did you go abroad, Lucas? Yeah, I studied were... in Salzburg, Austria. That's um, right, Austria. Yeah. Who led that uh, that trip? Who uh, the director was Claire Haig, and the okay. she's a poli sci. I oh, think I've seen it. a picture of you in Lederhosen for some reason. Yeah, I like to I like to pull them all. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're fun. They're yeah, sure. Like, you know, I was cool. looking to get a kilt. Oh yeah, you get a kilt. Yeah. You know, and I could we could wear uh, yeah, them out to you, the bars, you know. Yeah, me and you go to Sal's. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check out ladies. Oh God, we would either attract or appall. Well, <laughs> I don't know, one or the other. You'd have to try it out though. They keep <laughs> have to try it. Avery can definitely rock whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, you was... should you should wear um, uh, what's uh? He should do an over the shoulder kilt. It's the oh, kilt, the, but uh... you, it's just one strap. Or like the a top. toga, you can wear a toga. Oh my god. Toga. Yeah, 
I can't think of any other. I don't think I could rock a toga just for the sheer fact that a toga is all white. Yeah, probably. And I am bringing plenty of paste. <laughs> you could, you could be, uh, you could, since you're a ginger, you could uh, be like uh, dressed in like a, uh, you know, St. Patty's gear. Oh my like god! A, like a, what do you call it? A, a leprechaun. Oh a leprechaun. my god! Yeah, you could dress as a leprechaun. I've a thought leprechaun. about. I'm gonna love you guys. I've thought about doing that more. Of course times. you do. But I just don't want to. It's not even that I don't want to wear it. It's that I don't really want to buy it. Yeah. I don't want to buy the the green dress you know, pants and the yeah. green suit jacket yeah. and the green top hat. Yeah, you gotta like pick your time. <laughs> it's like I could I could I could rock the hell out of that. Are you kidding me? Oh, one yeah. day a year, just wear that. Oh. oh, what what is your hair? Is it Irish, Scottish, like just a mix? Or? I am uh, Irish, uh, German, Czech, Slovakian. And then, eh, whatever. Yeah. Little mystery. Then I'm, I'm pretty close to Mystery it. white. Mystery we'll white. It, insert uh, mystery cut white. and paste. That's right. All sliders set to middle white guy. Yep. How about you, Lucas? Um, so, to my knowledge, uh, so I'm about half German, a quarter uh, Polish, and a quarter um, French. Um, oh. But what I'd like to do is do one of those genetic, you know, cheek swab oh, yeah, and the, send it out. I just did DNA. that. I want to do that so bad and yeah. see what it actually, because, you know, you, you hear your parents you or grandparents or whatever. You know what you think you are. Yeah, yeah. But what you actually are, it usually gets a bit more complicated because you could have like Ashkenazi or, yeah, uh, just some random. I don't know, something from Africa. Yeah, you it's know? crazy. Mongolian. Yeah, Mongolian. I, I just <laughs> did mine oh, yeah. for my birthday last year. And uh, it was funny because it was a lot of like, how do I say this? Like me and my dad, theoretically, I should take 50% of what he has, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not always like what appears is different. I, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. Basically, I found out I was 45, 46, 47% Scottish, mm. like right off the bat. Like I'm a majority Scottish and, you know, my last name is very, you know, I obviously I have two last names, but I got my Irish last name and my German last name. So it's kind of funny to see like what appears, you know, it's kind of like uh, you're painting a wall and there's all these different colors, but you can say there's all those colors, but now you actually know what percentage of the wall is being covered. And the other side of the street has the same colors, but it may be a different amount, but it came from the same paint cans. It came from all the same. And that's kind of how I describe my dad and me. It's like my dad probably is like 64% Norwegian, you know, and the rest is just German. And then I come in here and I'm like 46% Scottish, <laughs> tiniest bit Norwegian was found. You know, it's funny what you carry over. I don't know how it all works, but it is really interesting to see like how your mom and dad mix and like mm-hmm. how you are. And I know I'm different from my brother. My yeah. brother looks super German <laughs> and I look Scottish because of the hair, like mm-hmm. dark eyes, dark hair. Yeah. My sister's kind of a tweener. But it is kind of funny to see just the variance in between like siblings. So if you have siblings, oh yeah, I think you said you're a twin, right? Yeah, you're a twin. Yeah. Yeah. He's a twin. Oh, so it'd be interesting to like I have am. you two do tests separately, unless you were like identical. identical. No, fraternal. Uh, fraternal. It's a, yeah. it's a she. Yep. So it. It's a she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call her it. it yeah. Cousin it. it. <laughs> 
No, but it'd, it'd be interesting because I bet you would get different results. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, a lot of biology uh, in my developmental psych and having some review for my AP bio and whatnot, you know, the meiosis and everything. Yeah. <laughs> all those are my inheriting traits, but rather the, this, you know, obviously because you have 46 chromosomes, you got 23 from your mom, 23 from your dad. That's all a mixture of, of their genetics um, of uh, gametes. Gametes, yeah. yeah. Those things um, are so interesting because I found out I have like a 25% chance cause of, I, I guess it would just be on my own though. If, if I had a kid, I have like a 25% chance of adding redhead to the mix because <laughs> I have red hair yeah, and my recessive. beard. Yeah, recessive. <laughs> he's over here. He's yeah. like more of us. Wait, are your parents, are your parents gingers? Uh, my mom. Easy with the terms, my oh, mom. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, what's up? Derogatory. So with the hard R. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you mean ginger. Gingivitis, right? You got the gingivitis. Yes, I am your ginger. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, my uh, <laughs> oh, that's the sign, boys. That's the sign. We've been on here. <laughs> so, do your parents have the gingivitis? Uh, yeah, my my mother. Uh, is a ginger, uh, although her hair is turning gray. But of course, oh, yeah. you didn't hear that from me. Oh, no, gosh. no, of course uh, we never did. And then my dad is blonde. Oh, well, really? So she well, has it's, a recessive. It's, it's hard to tell what he is. He's been he has, he has follically a... impaired, shall we say? Oh, I see. Before yep. uh, most of so, my life. So, do you have any siblings then? Yes. Yeah, so, are any of them gingers? Uh, okay. Well, I have a funny story about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my my middle brother. Looks a lot like uh, my dad. He's blonde. Oh. Uh, we're all like, me and him are the same build, though. So we're like, build like my mom. Physically, yeah. Like, kind of taller and skinnier. But um, but he has like my dad's hair, mm-hmm. like features and stuff. Uh, my youngest brother is built like my dad. But he has been, uh, when he would always come to like, uh, like my sporting events and like stuff like that when he was like younger. Uh, even like... Uh, like knowledgeable, like like the yeah. you know, like yeah. trivia, middle school, whatever. But um, whenever he would show up, he would often be called Little Avery. Oh, oh, and he <laughs> and I can show you a picture. But we yeah. look, ex- we look incredibly similar. It is frightening. So that means probably there's a um, your parents. Guess which one uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> Gotta like get off the therapy so, couch. I'll pass it over. Yeah. So the bottom left one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm kind of concerned. I'm not gonna be able to know. Like pick. No, I don't know who you guys are. Oh, a cute looking family. Wait, is, is it the wait? You see, the middle one is the one that. Uh, the middle one, yeah. Middle back is the one I'm referring to as little Avery. Yeah, little Avery. He, yeah, he definitely has the popping ginger quality. It's like the, like the hair and the. Yeah, yeah, he's like, treating it like a wine sprinkles. tasting. Like by the way, just, uh, you want to know the best part? Yeah, if we're talking about wine tasting, Avery's got sideburns, too, which are like glorious I at all love, dude honestly yeah. dude ginger sideburns you look like an it's, old ship captain <laughs> like, oh they go way down there it's, dude, it's like coming down yeah. i can shit. really see the similarities there yeah uh, yeah oh, little avery it's, oh uh, cool <laughs> it's, it must be the panic. i think how that would work out is that they would uh 50 50 chance to have a child with a with ginger i hair. think that's what it is too because like, yeah the little r little r and then the 
than the it's a little uh, hard. Yeah, well, they're recessive, <laughs> recessive. Yeah, which is expressed. Yeah. And your dad carries. Um, I'm just so happy you're like awaking this knowledge I learned when I was younger. <laughs> so um, I, I think he does because if I remember correctly, some of his like uh, his, up his family tree, there's a bunch. That's of, the only way to have gingers is to have have um, yeah. both those you know little recessives come together to make a ginger. Whereas yeah. if you if you you can be a carrier, not be a ginger. Is yeah. what I'm saying. That's yes, your dad. I think that's my dad. But it's interesting too because my mom, uh, she's the only redhead in her family. Oh, weird. And she has eight siblings. Oh. Although to be fair. To be fair. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. I've never seen her parents, my grandparents, without gray hair. They're yeah. like eighty and they're like ninety yeah. right now. The and then some of her like she's uh. She's 29, of course, uh, but she, in real life, she's 46, right? Yeah. Uh, her oldest sister is as old as my dad's mother. Okay. Uh, so it's a it's a long spread. It is. She's the youngest of okay. eight. Yeah. And a lot of her older siblings are graying. Okay. So, so it's, it's very hard, to, hard tell. to tell, but she is, to my knowledge... Because she's also the only one with freckles, so I think it's safe to assume. Yeah, she probably has something. She's like, uh, the redhead. She's the very... only red. So are you a are you a proud ginger? I am a proud ginger. Dude, you go? Red. I know there's a ginger festival. <laughs> Just slinking the ginger uh, around in, uh, like it's a race. <laughs> the Netherlands or something that they have a big ginger festival. Or they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. So would you ever go to that? I mean. I, I don't think it's something I'd actively seek out. But if you had a chance, you're like, oh, you're... If a, I was in town... If we got a sponsorship for the podcast, <laughs> say this one makes it big, and they're like, we want to see Avery in a sea of redheads. A sea of redheads. Then I'm sea there. Of okay, we'll get you some like uh, Second question is, would you want your kids someday to have ginger hair too? Or ginger, the gingivitis? This is a dangerous question, because this is like, would you want all boys or all girls? And you say, oh, I would love to have like a boy... And then girls, but you end up with like all girls, and you're like, you know what? This, this is, is probably better. Question. I'm just worried yeah. because then, you, if you want ginger kids, you want you want to pick your you want to pick your lady friend, you know. Because <laughs> you want to uh, make sure that they're at the very least. Yeah, you fun first make date it, idea. Let's to make it, it sure, you got to find a ginger wife. <laughs> Lucas is turning this into a yep. recruitment. Yeah, you because you get a ginger woman, that guarantees you have ginger kids. Fun first date idea. Do a 23andMe <laughs> test on your date to no, make sure no, your kids can be. Start an app called Ginger and Me. It's <laughs> <laughs> all just only for gingers, like J Date or Christian Mingo. like uh, yeah, farmers only. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you look like a keeper <laughs> elf? And do you want to find love? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is just posting the results of his ancestry test on Tinder. <laughs> it's like if you don't match, no. no. <laughs> Oh no, but God. I think being a ginger gives me an innate advantage. Oh, it doesn't know. I yeah. think it does. But because here's the thing. You're no. rare. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And this is obviously a very You're extreme. You're just going game. flame to the village. Yeah, this is obviously a very extreme. Yeah, example. man. But if I ever were to commit a crime. Oh, God. The description is going to be six foot tall ginger guy. Yeah. Right? It's like a ginger you, There is running. a way. And I... I haven't tested this, but I've heard that lemon juice mm. can remove freckles. What? So, if I ever murdered Lucas, for example, Jeez. for yeah. using the hard R. Yeah, say. hard R. Um, 
if I wanted to lay low without having to like run to the middle of the woods and build myself a bunker, all I'd have to do is theoretically dye my hair black. Okay. Go get a t- spray tan. Yeah. And then use lemon juice to remove my freckles. Oh, and you like would not chameleon. recognize me. You'd be like a chameleon. You would I, just like you would, change. <laughs> You're, they'd never you find would, out, Lucas. You'd need a lot of lemon no juice. No closure you for your family. You'd need a lot of lemon juice, buddy. <laughs> I would, but if you I were, like if I was, full. if I was, <laughs> you think, are you, are you telling me you think that if I was going to murder someone, I wouldn't have the foresight to say, shit, better start stocking up on, on lemon lemons. juice. Yes. Yeah, you know, you start getting that lemons, you gotta start squeezing them and, you know, freeze it away just in case, you, you know. You can buy lemon juice. <laughs> yeah, sure you can buy lemon juice. Oh, yeah, you yeah. can get it for like fish fries and stuff. They yeah. always have it on oh, the table. Yeah, bet you're not feeling so... Uh, I do like uh, fish fries. Fish <laughs> fries are the legit. But back to murder. <laughs> <laughs> This is my bread and butter. But, no, yeah, I love the idea that you're going to go out and like kill Lucas, but first, I got to go to Cub because my pantry is far too low. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's just the R. fact. I get a fake ID, and it, we're... You're cursed. golden. Would yeah. you ever start, start a cult for gingers? No. No. I'll do it for him. Cults are... Uh... Where you, like, sacrifice... Uh, non-gingers to the oh, ginger ab- guys. No, no, like the Aztecs, um, but they're all ginger yeah, and pale. Like dropping lava or no, I, I, and eat it. I don't think I could see Avery starting a cult called like the Sun-Kissed Children or something. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, everyone's running through a field of dandelions. Like, look at the sun, love them. Uh, how much? How, how careful do you have to be when it's like summertime and you get the sun out? Oh, like, you yeah. always put on like so, screen. Or? No, actually, so I'm. I used to burn very badly. Mm. And uh, if I go swimming outside without a shirt, I will fry. Mm. That okay. is a fact. But but like if like uh, I played baseball all through high school. And the only time I got sunburnt playing baseball was when I was sitting on the bench. I'm like, you know, my forearms are looking a little pasty. <laughs> so I turned over my uh, arms <laughs> to try and like tan them. And I just got absolutely just red there. Yeah. But I really don't sunburn that much. I remember talking to you. Like, when we first met, we were doing the RA training camping. Yes, I remember it fondly. We were uh, playing badminton. Yes, great times. And we'd had this conversation. Because I used to do... I did a little roofing once. And I... Yeah, it, you get a little burn, but not too bad. I, I, I but you, little... you said you tanned nice. And you did when we were out I, there for the time. I... I make the it did joke. rain the whole week. I make the but... joke every summer. It's like clockwork. That yeah, <laughs> I look darker, but it's just more freckles and layered sunburns. Yeah, but I, I do tan a little bit. Not enough to say that I am tan, but enough to say that there is a noticeable difference yeah. between exhibit A over. and exhibit B. <laughs> the forearms. Yes, flipping it on cooked cooking, uneven cooking. I should say. <laughs> yes, but uh, oh. God, funny. There is Jesus Christ, guys. and I freckle more too. It's uh oh yeah, you get more of this, more of the actually, sun's out. You know, the uh, listeners aren't going to be able to see this, and don't panic. But uh, Ooh. oh, whoa, whoa, this whoa. is whoa. he just like dropped trout. <laughs> I did not drop trousers. For the record, I raised my right pant leg because I have a big ass freckle oh. on my knee. You sure that's not like cancerous or something? I am positive. <laughs> it is. It is flat, dog. That's good. 
It is. I want to watch out for that though. <laughs> the alpha freckle. The is, alpha freckle. It is the alpha freckle. So you were ever... you ever bullied back in the day for being a ginger? I got oh my called God, Lucas. <laughs> so Lucas in... is going all sixty minutes on you here. So in high school, I got um, I was you know the soulless jokes come out. Oh yeah. But the trick is to say, well, neither do you. Oh, I know. Yeah. I took it. Yeah, you're, you've always been, when I met it's you, you were very creative, dude. Yeah. It, you know, once, after the first year of it, it's just, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. There's yeah. not a lot of, you can't really offend me in a lot of ways. I'm very, no, you've always been really, like, you, you're one of the tougher guys I know. Very laid back. Redhead Rodman, I think we called you <laughs> during <laughs> basketball. Because it, it was just running. Oh, just rebound. <laughs> Didn't matter. He was doing oh, it. He that must run. have been... Uh, Lucas was there too, yeah. Yeah, that was way back yeah, in the day. Yeah, that was like August. I was going to say, that was definitely not, because uh, we played basketball, what, like uh, uh, maybe two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was definitely not the, me last uh, time. but uh, Back in the summer before. Back in the, the summer before I got fat? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you should hit, uh, you guys should come with me to Broga. Broga? I'm going to, yeah, yoga with the guides. We we do this wow. like yoga skull class and it's all, it's, you know, right now it's like four or five guys, but we're going to slowly try to take over the class and make it all dudes. <laughs> and so we call it the Broga Initiative. Oh. <laughs> and it's all guys. It's guy support. So if you want to come and like work on your flexibility, it trims off a little bit of fat. I've been adding a yeah, little bit of muscle. It's intense. Yeah. Well, well I do high. yoga sculpt and that's basically yoga with weights uh-huh. and it kills you. Like the strength workouts. Isn't we're doing a but hot yoga. What hot we did yoga. together. Yeah, that was. We geez, all did that together. That was, that was awesome. I, was, I think so, I was so, next so to you, wasn't days. I? I think so because I'm pretty sure I made the joke to. You were joking at me. It was me, you, and Malik were next to each other. Oh, that's right. And holy crap! Let me tell you something. We had. <laughs> It was what, like a hundred degrees in the room? Hundred and five. Hundred and five. Yeah, it was sauna. humid. Some, it was crazy. We were we it basically were doing a full body workout in a sauna. Yeah. Except there was fifty shirtless dudes I in the room, and one one lady, the yoga instructor, who was probably. I I like listen. I know she said she was comfortable with it. Like, come on. She was still sweating. She was sweating, but like, I think just being in a room with like fifty shirtless dudes. I Not all of us were shirtless. To be I was fair. definitely shirtless. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. Not everyone was shirtless, but the vast majority was. Malik did it in socks, long pants, and kept his shirt on. I don't know how, dude. I was in I was shorts. Basically I was naked. in shorts. Took my socks off, yeah. and there were puddles. Yeah, I was just feet. like it was just like, gross. Yeah. I, I, it's not exaggeration. It if I had afterwards. stomped yeah. my foot, something would have came up. That's yeah. like a yeah. puddle. It, it, it was moist. I remember you saying something about that actually, because was, you would. Oh we went to do like this down and up. I can't remember. And what I'm it's like, called. S- and you slid forward with your palms, and I, you were like, "Oh my god!" And I said, "Go up on your fists. It's easier." But oh it was god. so gross. You had to put your fist down. Yeah, because you would was... slide and you need to just put more weight down. I had a blast with that. that I remember having really, a great time. I did though. feel really good. Like afterwards. we bitch, but I did. Like, but just it the was energy and just feel so good afterwards. Although yeah. I was sore the next. I few wanted days. to do it again. I remember doing that. I was like, I'll do that again. But her her space was intense and it was hot, hot. It was dry heat too, so you didn't last five minutes until no. you were sweating. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I remember guys wringing shirts out. Mm-hmm. I think we, a couple of us, like walked out to the car, like, and just, basically oh, naked. Yeah, it was. And you just saw steam 
rolling off guys' chests when they Holy hit the air. Crap, the cool was... fall air. That was a blast, though. That was really fun. Yeah, it was, it was... experience, but. Oh the goodness. fruit at the end. Eat your fruit. It's like, God, I need to eat something because I think I just lost everything I've been eating yeah. for two years. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Whew. There was a lot to lot to do there. It was very, very taxing. <laughs> well, I wanted to bring one more thing in. I know it's on my list. I've been holding y'all for a while. But we just did the Praise in the Pub. The pub, well, not quite praising the pub. It was much better than praising the pub. It was much pub. better than praising the pub. And we got a chance. I wanted to bring you guys back to talk about it a week later. Because I've gotten word about that quite a bit. We, uh, I shouldn't say we. We were just a couple of hands. Avery Moore set it up. But we were in charge of basically a blizzard night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where guys were snowed in or they were going out and we had games and activities. We had a quiz show going on with Kahoot and just gave them a place to go at the bar. We had pizza and drinks yeah, and it was, was super successful. You know, it was fun. Um, definitely it was a curveball having a snow day on a Friday. That was weird. Um, yeah. the buses weren't running and yeah. it makes it hard for you know, people want to do stuff on a Friday night. And that typically involves either going to St. Ben's or the town. So... Um, yeah, trying yeah. to do our best with that, and it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Got yeah. the pizzas, got the pop. Unfortunately, we did, were not able to serve any um, beer. You looked like a bartender, though. I wish I, I would have served it if they would have allowed me. Uh, Lucas was killing it. Like, two days bar. after that happened, they started looking for bartenders. Yeah, yeah, place. I saw that, uh, the uh, manager for it. I, I know him. Um, yeah. Yeah, super good guy, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can start working more. I don't know, because they used to have happy hours all the time before shit went down with the the yeah. bar brother Willies. What now, was the stuff that happened? Do we know? So because yeah. I was, you, it you was before yeah, me. So I was actually talking to Kenny about this at yeah. length, though. I think afterwards we were just chilling in uh, Jacob's room. But um, so brother Willies always employed a bunch of student employees, right? Yeah, to mm-hmm. bartend. And the issue was that they would give out some free drinks. Or they would serve their underage friends. Or both. Or both. Usually both. Both. <laughs> and then, uh, on top of that, uh, kegs started missing. Oh. And you have that, while you also have this whole culture of a lot of like people down from uh, the senior apartments, Flinttown, were driving up to the pub and then driving back. Well, and of course, you know, you're not going to the pub to drink tea. No. So, they're... They're you're, clearly you're driving drunk. You're going to the pub to spill the tea, though. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not to drink the tea, spill the tea. That's right. I think we need a podcast for you now, Lucas. I think it should be called Spilling the Tea with Lucas. Spilling the Tea. <laughs> and the ginger. <laughs> <laughs> or if we just throw ginger. out racial slurs. <laughs> How dare you make fun of spotted people like that. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Christ, dude. But, no, yeah, but but the pub was just bleeding money, and it was a, just a humongous liability. Mm-hmm. Life safety, like they had to like post an officer there. Wow, because they didn't employ a bouncer at all. Yeah, it's a mess, and administration cracked down hard, and and now it's only open for uh, certain home football games and, and uh, certain events. And and it's just a space to rent. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Kind of sad. You have that yeah. space, and yeah. it's got a nice those taps, and you got. Thirsty of age individuals that like to have a drink once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah. I wonder how you can fix that. I do. 
it'd be tough. You you know, you really either got to go all out to try to make it again. Maybe get bouncers, get real, like, uh, culinary service employees that would work as bartenders. Well, I think the problem that they had was it was just students. Yeah. And you need to, like, Brother Willie's has some employees because they have a general manager and they have a couple other people in that sort of uh, capacity. Mm -hmm. But they're going to have to, like... Be behind the bar, supervising they, they, the bartender. There's been talk, like it's a, it's not a new discussion. Like there's talk, you know, always been talking about like having a monk, like either carding or you know, oh. helping bartending or something like that yeah. to keep keep an eye on the students. But um, yeah, nothing has panned out without yet, and it, you know, partially, you know, it takes administration support for it, and you know, there's a lot of mixed feelings regarding that up at the top, uh, upper well, levels. The board's things. very insistent that uh, any alcohol at an event is too much yeah. alcohol. And... Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting... I, I'm still getting, like, a feel for everything, especially with the board, because I came last year, so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I don't really know. But, yeah, crazy, crazy fun event, I will say. It's very hard to believe that in the span of four hours, essentially. Yeah. Not even four. Seven thirty to nine thirty. Yeah. We started at we started at like seven yeah. and we didn't get done until like ten thirty ish. We were kicking 10. the last people out around yeah. ten. So we had a three hour, thirty minute event, extremely successful. And it took us four hours to plan it out. And one of those hours was spent just in a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the information. It's just incredible to think about, especially when uh, the campus club uh, organization group, JEC, uh, had to pull out. And we probably doubled the, their attendance. Yeah. yeah. No, it was definitely. At just our spot. I was impressed because even, you know, because we got we had $300 worth of pizza coming, you know. That was mm-hmm. at nine o'clock. But even before that, like there's still a good amount of people there. Yeah. Chilling, yeah. playing playing the games, playing uh, doing the trivia and then once the pizza hit, like it, we were just swamped. Like I mean, that at pizza one was point, gone unless like that other that like, what didn't last more than thirty were gone in, thirty like, minutes yeah, was gone. Thirty, forty minutes no, was twenty two pizzas and thirty well, minutes. Well and at our peak we had the president of the university came in. Yeah, I mean, and we had nowhere for him to sit. <laughs> yeah, I asked him if he wanted like to sit at the bar. Yeah, I and I was him. like, you could just go over and meet Lucas. Like yeah, he's up there. I, I served him a pop, and um, yeah, I seemed, yeah, obviously, you know, um, uh, brother Daniel forwarded a, a screenshot of the email, and he was very, he was very impressed. Which was, you know, just, we didn't we didn't have precise numbers. Like we weren't keeping track no, of no exactly what, track, but yeah. definitely the feeling was. Very positive um, for what what the what we for what, what it we was did. Yeah, for what, what we was. did it can't be looked at anything except a success. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because it was kind of cool that it was such a small little thing to happen. Like, oh yeah, just make sure something's going on here, and now it's actually, I don't know, it, it's become kind of a cool idea, and they want to reopen that bar and get some people in there. And I wanted to kind of pick your brains on how you thought the night went because I know. That night we were like, okay, this I think this went all right, but I don't quite know yeah. yet. We'll it's, see how yeah. people respond. No, and you know? I think uh, you know, brother Dan, he's he's been working on a handful of projects here, and um, definitely his his uh, pleas to um, you know board and you know, higher administration on trying to um, you know redo the rat hall and 
That was kind of um, cool. Stuff like that. You know, $14,000. Yeah. yeah, stuff work in That's progress, insane. but he's really working forward to changing, um, you know, different um, areas on campus for the better and establishing mm-hmm. um, better systems to, you know, just for the students, you know. Yeah, they're painting Tommy one. They're repainting and they're, we're Ooh. getting new lights and we got new carpet yeah, on shortwave. Carpet. And hopefully they'll come down long way. Yeah. But yeah, carpet's definitely improving the carpet's so gross. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. So gross. It is nice. so nasty. You need to get new carpet. And we got new vacuums this year. So things are trending up in Tommy. Hey. I actually want to pick your brains here because I know oh. we talked about JEC before. Yeah. Um, But JEC for, we got. Some yes. listeners that don't know, so why don't you just explain real quick? Uh, JEC is the Joint Events Council on camp on both campuses, and their job is to basically make sure that something's going on. Yeah, uh, every events, weekend, a couple different fun events. Stuff. They plan the um, the two concerts that yeah. uh, one the fall, one in the spring that happen. But every year. it's extremely. Uh, they do not get the turnout that they yeah, should. Yeah, they get a lot of funds, but the results don't. And I, that's show. the funding is what I wanted to talk about. Because this has been a hot button topic on campus. And well, this and I recently I want to ask you guys too. I recently got uh, a treasure position uh, in a club, uh, the Black Student Association. You're kidding? I am not kidding. Well, uh, congratulations! Uh, but yes. Let me know how that goes. I'll be interesting I'll to follow be up. With happy you. to. The ginger in the Black Student yes, Society. Yes, it be is. Kind of cool. I, it's a great. Com- it was a great conversation started at Christmas. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but so. Uh, me and uh, Kenny and Jacob were having a similar conversation to this one, talking about like our yeah. event and like, wow, we did this and we had, like, we got some free stuff, but we other than that, we had no funding. Yeah, no. and incredible turnout. And yeah. I mean, all yeah. all we did for advertising was send out an email and you yeah. printed what for like about seven three hundred dollars. We you know did a lot. Yeah, feel like with the pizzas, that's basically all we. Started. So uh, I was curious because I had overheard a senator, and I think it was Milo. The RA. Yeah. Uh, talk about how JEC spent $10,000 on advertising. They did. Yes. Which, for the record, is an okay advertising budget, but not when your entire advertising is printing crappy pieces of paper with logos on them and sending out emails. Yeah. That is excessive. So, I got to digging because I'm like, Oh, well, I have access to who their club auditor would be, right? And so I'm like, I'll just see who their club auditor is, and I'll be like, oh, someone's not doing their job, and like, whatever. Uh, JC does not have a club auditor. You're kidding. So I emailed my club auditor, uh, Tevin, who's also a senator, and he's also an RA. Super nice guy. Um, But JC, and I want to pull up this email, actually, because it it really... uh, the exact phrasing, I think, is very uh, important uh, to this. Let's see if I can find it. If I can't... F- oh, here it is. Excellent. Wow, he's fast. Uh, I think we got a job for you here. So, JEC is not a club. It's an organization. It is a student-ran organization, which isn't part of Senate. Look at Lucas on that. They have Fun their facts. own funding, but what is a student-run organization? Compared to a club, isn't the definition of club a student-run student organization? organization. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you hear the senators talking about them applying for more money. If they're not associated with the Senate, why are they getting money from the Senate? And, and so, Senate only covers clubs, correct, here? That should be correct, I believe. 
There's only club auditors. There is no gotcha. student ran. Okay, yeah, because esports auditor. isn't covered by them. I know that. I have to do commentary for esports. Oh, yeah. How's that? Uh, well, I'm brought on as this show would never show you this, but I'm brought on because of my comedic past. Oh. So I I've done like I'm gonna be doing this upcoming year. We're gonna try to make a meme more out of the stream than like make it serious. Because the team's pretty good. And uh, I don't know anything really about the game. They play Overwatch. <laughs> so I just kind of say stuff and try to keep it interesting. And I sit with a former player. And he knows the game. Oh, so gotcha. I'm kind of more like, if you've ever watched Bill Walton. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, former basketball yeah. player for the Portland Trailblazers yeah, and like, Celtics. Uh, yeah. and he's like, have you ever been to a volcano? You know, like weird yeah, just, just random. Just comes pouring yeah. out of his mouth. That's what I'm going to do. Is just kind of keep it lighthearted and fun and interesting because you just don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, they don't get any money from the Senate because they decided to not be a club. Right. They're independent. They're kind of like this. Yes. But um, JC does get funding. So the question has to be asked is if they're essentially a club uh, who applies for money from the Senate, why don't they get audited? Uh, cause... And the question is, and the answer is, because this entire thing is bullshit. <laughs> I feel a Louis Theroux documentary coming on here. Oh, I was actually strongly considering writing a record opinion piece about this. You should come on here. If you want to uh, do it, I'll do it with you. Uh, there was, last year, last spring, there was a piece about Casey on there. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that... Uh, I wonder yeah. if I still have the paper. I don't know. But yeah, if you do it, come on, and I'll happily publish it and everything like that. We'll put a link out for you. We can make a little document. I was going to do something. I wanted to do a story on campus for a while, but I hadn't found anything that kind of struck a nerve for me. Well, Because I've been doing media writing, so I have to follow a story. You should, uh, talk about how garbage the record is. <laughs> I like the record. Okay, the rumor you- is funny. The rumor is the only good piece oh, of I love the rumor. I mean, that they do. The, the record varies based on what's written and whatever, but for yeah. a student paper, I, you know, I, I like reading it. I, I used gotta, to think that too, but then, I, but then I really started paying attention. Yeah. And on the front page for like this last week, right, there was maybe one interesting thing about one interesting and accurate thing on the front page, and that was that... Uh, one of our football players, a D3 yeah. football player, yeah, has, has strong prospects about getting drafted. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to know that. The other stuff what, on the front page was uh, uh, IISS, the International uh, something. International Students. No, uh, the International, International Intercultural Student Services. IISS. Yes, IISS. Intercultural Student. It was essentially them taking credit. For us having MLK Day off, even though it was a lot of BSA uh, members and protesters who led to this. Well, that's who I give the credit to because they were actually out there doing it. All they did was they said, oh, that's a pretty good idea. I think we want to help that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just part of the problem. I mean, you're going to, when you have a student run paper and you have students writing article pieces, you're not necessarily going to agree whether on some pieces. And that's just going to be how it is. Like, I mean, that is just true. Holds you pull whether it's the opinion piece or on an actual you. reporting article that, you know, may not, uh, you know, encapsulate the entire truth. 
Mm-hmm. That's the part about being a savvy reader, like yeah, about yeah. anything, whether right. it's you're, you're watching CNN or NBC or Fox News. Like, but I think yeah. the thing that pisses me most off about the record is the opinion pieces, because all it is, is it's an endless cycle, of, uh, pro-life, pro-abortion, pro-life, pro-abortion, pro-life, pro-abortion, and then. A couple. Well, technically, it's called pro-choice, but oh, I don't want to give it take I too mean, much. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I suppose I phrased that wrong. But, that's uh, fine. That's it's. You're sitting here with me, and I could barely get through the story at the beginning of this. So <laughs> don't worry about it one bit. Uh, Lucas, can you pull your mic up just a bit? Sorry, I can barely hear you. Thank you. You're welcome. No, oh, listen to that beautiful songbird <laughs> oh, voice. There it is. <laughs> but continue. Sorry. And then it's you know it's bad when you recognize the opinion piece writer. McHale, you know who I'm talking about, so that proves my point. He's written crap about uh, just like uh, like this last one. What was it? Uh, World War Three is not going to happen. Here's why. Okay. Which is a fine opinion piece. I certainly don't need to hear it from uh, a 20 year old college student who also yeah. wrote about how nationalism was a great thing and how. Uh, I had this discussion with Johnny Benny Media, actually. It's kind of <laughs> interesting because the only reason that – this is kind of related to this. I, I'm going to kind of cut you off here for a sec. Is because it's a school paper, they get to censor a lot of stuff. And so you only get one or the other, and it's very polar. Yeah. And for me, it kind of leaves this open area, which is why you guys are here. Like I would be through Johnny Benny Media. I should probably be in the building next door. But I decided I would rather be able to have open conversations like what you're saying right now. This is what's really going on. And it is interesting to me because I don't really read the record anymore because it's hard for me to. It's the same people. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I would rather hear from like Lucas. I want to know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. I would rather know what Avery's thinking because you guys are actually walking the walk and not talking. I know you want to say something. I'll get to you in a sec. Um, But it is interesting to see what happens when you get people independent on their own writing. And outside of the paper, because it is a privately mm-hmm. held company. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I just want to, yeah, I mean, I agree Spell with you. I mean, there's there's, there's a few different layers there, because, I mean, with those, you, you talking to me, spell me? No, no he's I'm telling me spell the T. Oh. Spell the T. Oh. It's your, it's I'm your intro music. Right yeah, it's like WWE. You You're about to, to come out and smash I'll hype here. you up, okay, hold on. I'll, I'll get, just do, just do your thing and ignore me. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, just start with, I mean, with any campus, uh, you know, whether it's a record or... Uh, uh, Preach it. The campus yes. news or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yep. You have... <laughs> Trying to hype me up, man. Okay, I'm um, lower hype, lower but, hype. You know, there's constrictions from the institution, uh, which for better or worse, yeah. you know, obviously when you have those channeled, you know, part of the institution, you know, they have they're gonna restrict or because at the end of the day you're partially representing them. Yeah. But also when it comes to the record, you have the editors, which I mean, they have their Gross. biased opinions, and I mean, I'm not. I, I know some editors, and I know some do have very heavy opinions. I don't know exactly how they work or what their line of thinking is when they have yeah. they uh, don't think. people submit um, things, what's opinion or article or whatnot. Because I think and they're gonna they want to they have to put something in there, and if they don't have enough, yeah. well, they've, um, been, options they've, in they've there. been having a lot of time keeping a full staff. Yeah, because one of the really good editors that I knew, her name was Brianna. She's gone now. And she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I really liked working with her. She helped me a lot in debates. And uh, I had a freedom of speech course, which taught me a lot about like publishing rights and 
what you can say, what you can't say online, and that's kind of what it was yeah. going about. Yeah. She was a fabulous editor, and she knew how to recruit. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it, it's it, people they have driven. A hard time I mean, staff. It's fair to say. Yeah, that. I mean, it, it's tough. I'm not gonna any organization club or everything. They're gonna have their challenges. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the product is not always consistent or desirable. Like per se, the record, you know, it's gonna vary quite a bit on, you know, based on whether it's you know editor's individual opinion or what's hot available to them to really put in there or when it comes to who's reading it. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's just the people vary drastically yeah. what the what well, they it's like. A or, you yeah, know, people so, are gonna. I take mean, it's gonna push bit. some people's buttons, and it's some people are gonna yeah. agree with it. It's just how it is, and it's gonna it's gonna yeah. change over time with who's uh, who's writing articles and who's in you know who's an editor. And you bring up a great point here: is that there is a lot of fluff pieces, but I think the issue for me is that I know there are a lot of like hard hitting real issues here on campus. We can talk about enrollment going down. Yeah. The alcohol conversation. JEC. Hell, even... Uh, oh, crap. No, I lost it. But that's... I think this is interesting. Food insecurity. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Teddy's no, case. no, you're good. It, you hit that thought. But that's what I'm talking about with censorship, right? They don't want that in their own paper. It's like we're, we want to write a bio about you, and we're going to show it to yeah. your employer. Do you want to see the failure? And that's, again, why we're doing it here. Yeah. Like, that's the reason you can say that on this podcast is if I was through Johnny Benny Media, we would censor this whole part yeah. out. And that's what upsets you, right? Yeah. And that's, again, what Lucas is getting at. So I kind of feel we're yeah, talking in circles. To be fair, I mean, those pieces that, you know, it's just, those topics have been in the record. There's not ones that are Well, frequent. they're covered. Yeah, like, they're, they're covered. They're covered and whether they're, they're covered to the degree yeah. that they should it's be just or the frequency they should be because those are real topics that should be discussed and should be uh kept aware mm-hmm. on the other side i mean yes i mean podcast is great it's great talking you know having just you yeah. know student student perspective you know guy just chatting about you know whether just bsing or talking about real issues <laughs> and there should be more of this and um yeah. you know hopefully but someone is listening it? that does care if they just want it for the entertainment values that's cool but yeah. i mean this is a, this is recorded this is a piece that's published somewhere that's archived away and and whether Far it's ten away. years ago, where Far we're just away. listening to it, or yeah. um, whatever, it's it's out there, which is um, awesome. Yeah. We got this great equipment and setup that I would never Kinda have like a, a time or interest Kinda to do like so. A so. White house. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just hidden mics everywhere. Yeah, dude. And, uh, my <laughs> my residents do not like this. It's kind of weird when people come in. The walls are so thin. Yeah, they are. They are. So people are like, "That was a good episode." That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a weird you. one. Thank you. No, but it's. This is a topic that we could jump off a deep end, but because I'm I'm enthralled in this one right now with Johnny <laughs> Benny Media, but I don't want to go too far because I'm still kind of working out kinks because I may have a show with them oh. later this semester. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll stop After, uh, we'll stop screwing your uh, no, future no. employment chances. Well, it's okay. Like I'm very clear with them because the reason this show was supposed to be Johnny Benny Media, and I said I think that's a really bad idea. I went in front of the um, the censorship board is kind of what they're dubbed. And it's what you can run in the newspaper, what you can run on Johnny Benny Media, the news, um, podcast. We didn't have a podcasting group. So when I came in, it was like, oh, do you want to have your show on our network? And then we can kind of say, oh, here's our podcasting group. Here's a guy who's doing a couple of different styles. This one is long form. Obviously, you've been sitting here a while, so you found that out. But I also do other shows, and I manage and things like that. But they're like, you should put it on here. The problem is you can censor, and we're kind of going back to what I was saying before. And I said, I don't think that's a good idea because then you don't get the truth. 
you don't get what Lucas is saying, mm-hmm. and you don't get what you're saying because Lucas said stuff that definitely would be censored. I'm no, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. saying that's yeah. like a hard yeah. R. No, well, I'm saying that is a good thing, yeah. and you would definitely be censored. Oh, I can count like you can go through all the podcasts I've done, and there's so much shit I've said about St. John's that I think is awesome. I think that's dreadful, and I think that you have to take and weigh those balances because I love this place, man. I I came here late. I was a junior, and when I came in to Johnny Benamia, it was like I I actually want to do something kind of unique and kind of interesting, and I want it to be a hot pile of shit when I start (laughs) out because I want it to be me. But uh, it it is really – it's a – I don't know. What I'm trying to say is it's a very true thing to speak on, especially when you were talking about like JC. There are things that are unchecked. And what you're saying with you got to go to the people, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely true too. So Superior, I'm guessing that they probably had some campus news or something like that. or They had um, a radio station, station which is a funny story for me. Because I'm just wondering about the comparison. Because I mean, I'm just kind of thinking. You know, I this is the only college I ever you know yeah, attended yeah. everything, and I've yeah. I've always generalized. I mean, yes, St. John's. You know, this we love St. John's, whatever. But also, it's that it has its flaws and imperfections too, just like any other institution. It's nothing unique. The thing that's frightening, I, and I say frightening is a good thing. Sorry about that. Um, I just got a text message from my editor, yes. um, <laughs> oh. from one of our other editors at Johnny Benny Media. Timely. Um, no, Superior, I should really start with St. John's. The thing that's fascinating to me here and continues to shock me every single day is the level of communication that's happening between students. Like the fact that you two can go back and forth and feel comfortable never would happen at Superior. When I was at Superior, there was a young Democrats group and a young socialist group. That was it. No young Republicans. It was too dangerous to be on campus as a Republican. And I literally mean dangerous because when Trump was elected... And I was, I didn't really have political thoughts at that time. I didn't, I, I just, I couldn't stand politics. I mm-hmm. still don't like them. And that's why I don't like to talk about them here. Because uh, you don't need another outlet. But um, <laughs> you don't need another opinion. Mine's, I, it's just not worth listening to mine. But what was interesting is people went door knocking. And were like, did you vote for Trump? And it was like, what happens if you say yes? And you can be like, I voted for Hillary, but just to get that inquiry and have that pushiness pushed upon you is like, oh my God, this is kind of terrifying. And there were fights and there were people getting into it just because of personal boundaries. And the real difference that I will say about St. John's is I can have you guys come in and you're generous enough with your time to sit. If I did this at Superior, I would have to bite claw fight my way to the top which basically i failed at really miserably at the radio station that was Mm -hmm. one of our only outlets and we had a school newsletter which was a page and a half and you got it as an email and i tried to write for them but they were full staffed so they didn't it's not like a record you didn't get to submit you were either on staff or off and if you weren't on staff you didn't get an opinion unless you were being interviewed Radio station was different. It was actually a professional radio station, like for Superior, mm-hmm. but it was held on campus. And I went to them and I said, hey, I've got an idea for kind of a radio segment for 15 minutes. And what I'll, what we'll do is I'm going to go out and do a dirty job. If you remember that mm-hmm. show, Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe, yeah. I was basically going to do that. And the incentive was we're on a college campus that has one of the highest dropout rates of the UWs. So we should have an incentive for people to stay in school. And I should go out as a kid that kind of comes from a nice family, you know, middle class, like 
middle of the road guy, yeah, white kid, and we'll put him in the worst possible situations, like shoveling cow shit or cleaning out ballast tanks and ships. I was going to get harnessed up and go into a tanker. Um, I went to a brewery. I was going to go into a brewery and clean out the inside of those tanks, the hops tanks, mm-hmm. which are gnarly. You got to get a full suit on. Um, I actually was in a prison. I actually went through a prison. I went to a juvenile prison, but that was for another paper. But I wanted that to be the first one uh, to show people who work in prisons. And I told them, I've got, you know, I'll do all these dirty jobs. I'll write, a, you know, a 10 minute bit. And then I can come on just as a quick call in or a guest with you guys and then say, you know, this is what people who don't get college educations are doing. And they're going to make more money than you. They just are. A lot of these people just are. And there's going to be some of you that stick to your guns, that go through school with belief in yourself. And you may come out not knowing what you're going to do. And you'll find a way to do it. You'll find a way to make money. But if you're in this middle of the road shit like I am, where you're like, I don't know if school's for me. Maybe I'll be a welder. Maybe, you know, just half-ass my way through college, get a degree mm-hmm. and kind of bum around while I'm here. You kind of come out middle of the road in life. And that was a big thing. And I just dropped the papers off on the desk of the radio station because they just never took my calls. Mm-hmm. I talked to them maybe twice and they were like, yeah, come in. And then three days straight, they just never met with me. It would be like, I'd come into the lobby and I'd say, hey, I'm Ben Seifert, blah, 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 blah. And nothing would happen. And so after three days, it was like, that's that's kind of it. I can't really get through with them. So I was the end of the show. It was dead before it even started. And then I ended up in a prison like three months later and they wanted to interview me. And it was like, well, I, I can't really. I've got more interviews to do. I've got this paper to process, uh, to process and show off. So it is, it's a world of a difference. I know that's kind of a rant, but it's a world of a difference from coming into campus here and seeing the way that guys communicate and are willing to say like, well, just give them a shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never get a chance at Johnny Benny Media to get my own show there after I left. And I would never get a chance to go on the news programs and be an editor there like I am now um, at Superior. It would have been burnt bridges. Um, we have a Senate. <laughs> There's no Senate at UWS. There was never one. <laughs> you know, um, politics was all left and no right. And... There, there was a, there was a feeling of imbalance. There was a feeling of one wayness, and there was a feeling like there was a lack of education in political science rooms. It was. I don't want to say like it was off-putting, like I made it through just fine. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was kind of, woohoo, it's crazy. But the fact that you guys are able to have a conversation, the fact that we're able to sit here in this dorm and say shit about SJU for good or for worse, mm-hmm. and not get kicked off is really impressive to me. And the fact that I'm able to bring people in that disagree with me a lot mm-hmm. is really cool. And just to shut up and listen, like I'm not a guy that's <laughs> going to come at you. But I was amazed. My, one of my teachers, Professor Kelly Berg, is one of the big reasons I have this. I was talking to her right before Christmas break, and she wanted to know who I was. And I said I had an idea. I told her what I told you guys about that mm-hmm. radio show. And she said, just do a podcast. <laughs> go, down to the, go down to the library, see what they did. See what they do. I went. The room was empty no one was there to help me so i just took pictures of everything and looked it all up and that's kind of how it came to fruition but it is i I don't know i feel incredibly lucky to be here because i you know superior was dying while i was there it lost 25 different course like majors minors was Um, enrollment going down too i'm guessing yeah it's all athletics now and uh 
you it's looking and trending in public state schools mm-hmm. more and more like they're going to turn into community colleges. Now I say that loosely, um, but what was going to happen is if you came in, generals would start to become limited and you would be more focused in specializing mm-hmm. right out of mm-hmm. high school. So if you wanted to be like a, a poli sci major, you should know when you're 17 before 20, you know, or 19. And you know that two years makes a difference. I changed my major five times. So it's like, all of a sudden, you're asking people to come in with a preconceived notion of what they're going to do for the rest of their life when they haven't even lived alone yet. <laughs> and, you know, we can make all gripe about two years is two years, you know, think about 30 to 32, like what really happens. But those years, I think, are some of mm-hmm. the most important transform- transformative years mm-hmm. you'll ever have. So a lot of teachers are very, very upset that the only way you could get a fully rounded four-year college education was to go to a private school. And that's where I started looking. I decided I'll go take a look at St. John's and St. Tom's because my mom <laughs> works at Tom's. So I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But I don't know. I, I, I know. Well, I, and, I probably didn't answer a ton. but Well, and just to your point, I know when my dad was, uh, when I was going through the college search, my dad had gone to the University of Iowa. Okay. So, yeah, Hawkeye. School. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, <laughs> um, but one of the things he told me is at Iowa, he could go a, like a month without going to class. Yeah. And no one would notice. Yep. Yeah. Whereas here, as RAs, we often have to do well welfare checks. Yeah. I had to do a check on a guy who missed his shift at work. And that just doesn't happen a lot of other no, places. That would never happen. That it just I know we're still kind of considered numbers here because of your student IDs and but it's a lot better. Like they know Lucas. Yes. They know Avery, they know Ben. They know who I am. I know the president. Like that just would never happen. I remember mm-hmm. when I first came here my the first like big kind of joke I made with all the transfer students is we're going to go see Mickey Mouse. And that was what I called the president. Is it's like going to Disneyland. You know, you walk up, you take a picture with him, you shake his hand, and then you leave and you never see him again. Like it's a nice little trip to see Mickey, but other than that, he kind of disappears and you only see him around in like the brochures. You don't really know where he is, and that's what I called the president for a year. And uh, fortunately, Gene McAllister is wonderful. He's been around everywhere. Yes, and I know I, I bitch about these presents, these dinners that he wants oh, to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I went but, to one, and it was like, it was nice, but I what you're saying was very, very true. I know we're talking about It is about a little earlier, frustrating but, that he's not uh, very flexible with that. Yeah. But Yeah, he's older. Upon guy. reflection, even just like having this, just a president wanting to meet as many first-year students as he can. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot. That does say There's a lot. There's a lot of presidents who, I feel like at a lot of universities, you don't even know who the president is. No, I didn't know. Couldn't tell you their name. I didn't know. We Let had a female president <laughs> for years at UWS. I didn't know. It was like one of the only female presidents in the UW system. I was like, oh. Does she no have idea. a name? No, I don't know her name. <laughs> I still don't know her name. So it was, it is interesting. But it it really was, it's just cool to be here it's special i think and uh the people are so much nicer oh yeah like you guys know i don't really drink which is weird for griffin but (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i don't i don't drink and i remember being like 
walked out on by people like oh okay this is just a weird fucking dude it's like no i i just life happened differently to me yeah and i'm just trying to make my way with it and whatever but you know it doesn't mean i won't once in a while settle in with lucas maybe for a game and that's a very special thing for me to be able to sit down with people and kind of have that nice one-on-one or maybe you know three people Mm -hmm. in a room that is more special to me than going out to a bar and I've had people, Johnny's too, walk out on me. But there's for every bad one, there's another two good ones, which is impressive to me. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely interesting. I mean, it, you you said a lot. <laughs> That's just kind of racing, but um, no, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I uh, went on a big rant there. But just to start there. with, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, party culture is everywhere, and whether that's going to a massive frat party at the U of M or Winona State or whatever, or yeah. you know, going to the bar. I mean, it's it's all depends who you want to surround yourself with, and yes, coming in, you know, as a first year, that's why there's such an emphasis on just first year culture in general here. And I mean, yeah, some people make that choice to do that, but there's always going to be people who do not want or follow that or try to find a niche group of people yeah. who who more uh, coincide with their values. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's fine. But I, I think largely I want to speak on to like the um, kind of the um, Sorry, social, comment, social commentary. <laughs> <coughs> social commentary as a whole of I'm allergic to my bullshit <laughs> yeah, sneezes. like yeah you see like sneeze like me i just i just woof at it like, sneezer. but um i think institutionally i think it's a it's a massive difference when you start going into these you know, i don't even i don't know what the enrollment but definitely the the you know uw schools those you know medium smaller size state schools but at the end of the day they're they range they're, they're public schools and they're limited by you know their resources and um the size of their student body, which is generally going to be larger than any private school. And what happens with those institutions is that you kind of get lost with the, cause you have the students out on it and then you get the upper administration and there's a massive gap. That, that's that with any institution, whether you're talking about educational or uh, government or whatever. And the worst thing that can happen is when upper administration starts losing it, or loses touch with, um, the people that they're supposed to serve, which is the students, yeah. what well, may especially in higher education, when students are absolutely necessary for the functioning, the jobs that those higher admin have, the board yeah. members, and once you start losing touch with that, then things start going downhill fast. Where students don't, aren't enrolling, you don't have tuition, you don't have alumni coming out who want to, you know, have a positive experience where they want to give back, and that's where I think St. John's kind of, um, you know, they have a high degree of that because you know. Alumni, we have a great alumni network here, and whether you realize that now or later on or whatever, I think students need to take advantage of those resources, and hopefully they, and the institution hopefully will have hopes to continue that process of you know the donations, the interaction with students, everything like that, coming back for athletic events because that's what makes the experience of uh, a college, uh, you know, university, yeah, you know, happen. Well, and just to go off that point, uh, I recently got accepted to a uh, job shadow over spring break. Oh, congratulations. It'll be like three days. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, the whole premise of this program, it's called like SEAM, which I don't remember exactly what that stands for, but uh, is that uh, XPD reaches out, uh, experience professional development, uh, career Their services, services yeah. Yeah. Uh, reach out to alumni and just say, hey, uh, we'd like you guys, if you're willing to, uh, maybe have a student job shadow you and every single mentor if you will is just an alumni Mm -hmm. who says you know what i want to bring 
I want to share what I know. I want to help them out. I want to just give a taste of what, what the real world is like. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of these people also offer, like, homestays. So, like, if I had so chosen, I could be uh, spending three days uh, every all day, all night with a financial analyst at U.S. Bank. Thrilling. <laughs> which, I mean... <laughs> Uh, what I, likes, I will be yeah. job shadowing this financial analyst. He's a goat farmer. He's a like goat. Like off time or something. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah, something. Like a llama herder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on the side, I run U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's just a there's just a ton of people who are willing to like, and a lot of these people have families too. That was one of the things is like, uh, they were super excited. Like all these alumni, they're like, I want my kids to be Bennies and Johnnies. So I want to have them meet like a real life Benny and John. Yeah. And that's like super awesome. But then if you look even like on campus, like all the faculty and stuff that we have set up is a lot geared towards like making the student experience better. Like we can talk about how like the profe- like it's smaller class sizes so the professors have uh are more inclined or able or willing to be interact to be with- interactive and mm-hmm. like talk with you about whatever. But then even like RAs, like at a lot of schools, I feel like RAs are just hall monitors. No, just, I had a just, horrible RAs my first couple of years. One smoked himself out of school. Like, it's just a job for most people. Yeah, it's just a... It's just a uh, they don't hire based on qualities. Like, mm-hmm. I know Lucas was probably hired for a different reason I was hired. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, brother, dad, his... He didn't... So, it was, would have been my sophomore year. Before anybody got here, um, it was a different director at that point of... It wasn't a month, but um, yeah, I mean, just the whole process of, you know, applying to become an RA is is far more intense than any other position, student position here on campus. Well, and, and just think of all the great guys who are RAs. Like yeah. most, most of my friends are RAs just because, I mean, whether they, they were friends before they were RAs or after I met them when they were both RAs. Like, I, they're just all around great guys and yeah. um, great, great, great community. And then have. even if you look at, like, what our, our primary job is. I feel like at a lot of universities, it's uh, it's hall cop, dorm cop. Yeah. Make sure stuff's getting followed. But at here, we don't have like like a set number of door knocks we need to have, <laughs> yeah. or like or like a number yeah. of write ups we need. What we do have though is a set number of uh, floor events that we need to put on. Yeah. We have our whole training wasn't necessarily about policy, but a lot of it was just about building community. Yeah, we like, basically glorified party planners. That's yeah, basically yeah. all we. <laughs> no, it, it, no, it's fascinating too because you know I, I have a friend who goes up to UND and I start talking about oh we're planning events you know we're you know have you know just that interaction between more in depth interaction is far more comprehensive it's more extensive than anything that that you know he has to do for you know his job um over up up in grand forks so i I mean as a position for us like we're just we have that this experience here is so much more rounding but more so hopefully you know it allows us to connect with with the students because at the end of the day you know when you think about administration you know there is a natural disconnect and we're trying to fill that void from us being students so-called you know reporting or connecting that gap trying to fill it up on ground here with you know resources on campus with you know need the needs of students whether they know it or want it or anything like yeah. that and i think that gets reflected a lot in like the interactions we have with students so i kind of have a question for you guys Joe, what's the best interaction you've had with a resident this year um so yeah actually it's uh just one one resident really sticks out just because uh 
it, it's been kind of a process. You know, I, I didn't know I'm coming in here. Uh, you know, I live in, in uh, Bennett. And um, one day uh, during the fall, he comes in. I was on duty and just started chatting. Uh, he's, you know, he was very candid. You know, first was kind of BS and whatever. And we started getting into, you know, some deeper conversation. And, you know, he was kind of revealing, you know, some things about him that, you know, he's had some challenges himself. Um, and that surfaced again, you know, he, he, you know, he talked, you know, a couple other different times and he always said how he enjoyed talking with me and he's glad that, um, was willing, you know, just sit down and talk with him. Cause you know, you know, it's kind of a unique situation here and had some tough things in the past. And, um, this past week he came down again and he was really having a tough time. And, um, you know, I spent like an hour talking and, you know, it's definitely some things with just mental illness surfaced and um, just really talked candidly with him. And I ended up, you know, having him, you know, go up to FR, uh, Father Doug with me because I just didn't know what his mental state was. And it really was concerning to me because I, you know, someone's not, you know, not having a, you know, is doing well, um, you know, and he, he said, you know, he wasn't, you know, anything extreme was he wasn't considering. But, you know, if he wasn't in the proper mental, mental state to you know, either make future decisions or stuff like that. If he's not, you know, taking, you know, medication or whatever, or, you know, he revealed quite a few things that were just kind of red flags to me. It's like, you know, man, I'm not qualified to, you know, make, you know, because he really wanted, you know, to pick my brain, see what I can maybe possibly do for him. Like, I, I don't know what to say to you. Like, I, you know, I'm really concerned for you and I just, I'm not qualified to make such, you know, decisions or whatever. And I just really would want you to, you know, to uh, talk with the FR, and you know, I'm glad he agreed, and I'm gonna get, you know talk with him a day or two from now to see how he's doing and make sure he's oh, all right. Great. Just you know, because I just I feel like they're especially when just someone seeking out and really dialing your know, time and that connection. Like I just kind of I that's what I want for all my residents, and yes, everybody's on a different kind of you know path or you know mindset about everything and different different spot in their lives, but if someone someone. If I'm willing, to, if, if someone wants help, and I'm I'm glad to help because I just really want the best for everybody. But that's not always, that's not always the um you know real real life situation. Everybody has their battles and struggles, and yeah, just kind of want to help them, you know, be the best that they can. Man, that's beautiful though. That's beautiful. What about you, Ben? I'm trying to think because I got two. Re- I got a good one, and I got like a kind of happy bad one. <laughs> Like, I'll start with that one. Like, I had a mediation, I think I told you guys about, where I had two friends. One friend was sober, the other one was drunk, and he didn't want the guy drinking anymore because he was having problems at home. And we had to mediate that. And I basically kind of had my own therapy session with this kid because he clearly had problems at home. And I had, you know, I've got my past, and I just kind of broke it down with him with my experience of forgiveness and how you need to give people a chance even when you don't necessarily trust them. And it's a long story short because it's it's kind of personal but i basically just said you know when you get friends like friends friends you don't these aren't just people that float into your life and float out like they're there for a purpose sometimes and if you look at it like that you're going to make the most out of that situation and the fact that his friend was saying no don't drink anymore because i care like your home's here now these are people that care about you this is a really conjoined way of yeah. saying this this obviously was a long spread thing but that i i just told him you know this is actually really beautiful to me you're 
mad and you're crying about this, but the fact that somebody cares about you here so deeply enough that they are willing to stop being your friend in order to make sure that the best possible outcome happens for you, it's just something that you'll never see after you leave here is self-sacrifice. You're just never going to see that. And, uh, you know, a lot of more personal things happened after that. And I'll leave that out just for privacy. But, you know, everyone hugged it out, went back to the dorm. I didn't see him for a while. And then just about a week ago, I got a chance to catch up with him. And he's laughing, doing a lot better. There's just seeing people move on and forgive. And I know they're not tight anymore. But to know loss and to know moving by that and to be able to say like you know what i did have something really special and to see him learn from that and develop and grow and now he's found kind of a new niche and realizing you know what this is a place that i can make something of myself beyond the people that i don't trust and beyond that sadness and that darkness that came out of is something really special to me because i personally kind of relate to that i love people like that i like meeting people that got the shit kicked out of them and came back let me know if you need to head out too, because I know oh. you've got stuff this afternoon. But, because, um, yeah, this one's a longer one. Thank you for listening. I made it this far. Gracias and to cheers. all of our Spanish listeners, <laughs> because we do have Spanish listeners, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Por qué? What? No. <laughs> um, any, but my second one is the Dick of the Month trophy, which is actually sitting behind you. It's the little stone cold Steve Austin with his dong <laughs> out. So. This is happy. This is a happy, lighthearted thing. Is I, I had that trophy given to me um, by one of the hockey players. It was found in the bathroom. Don't worry, it was sanitized. But what we did is, little, I, I was like, well, here's the thing. I was going to throw it away, but I realized, what if, instead of doing write-ups, I had the residents vote each other as dick of the month? Because there was things like music being blasted past midnight, and other guys couldn't sleep, and I said, Okay, I'll knock on their door, and then if they get voted Dick of the Month, they kind of get humiliated. <laughs> like, there's this weird sense of, oh, like, people know I'm doing shit because they're voting for me. Like, I'm being nominated for an award for being the worst. And something psychological kind of sunk in. And it's funny in part, but at the same time, you saw the guys all of a sudden cling together. The Bohemians are down here, the hockey players, then you got a bunch of randos over here. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of them are like, well, I, I knew you were going to do this because I kept my music down. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it all, like, snapped together hey, within two months. Cohesion. We've only had two dicks of the month. Hey. <laughs> so it's been awesome to see guys with a little award ceremony we have every Friday at the last uh, last week of the month. And no one ever wins it because everyone's got each other's backs. Hey. And that's kind of a really beautiful thing to me. It's, you know, it's kind of crude. You know, it's a little wind-up toy of a guy rubbing one out. But... <laughs> It, it means to me, like, everyone's safe, everyone's together, everyone's united, and more importantly, they they know each other. Like, they're like, oh, you know, Lucas, you were doing this last weekend, because I heard it, and you would be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, all of a sudden, there's there's a very clear recognition of walls of thin, yeah. you know, and... Uh, it's nothing more beautiful than guys communicating. Yeah, because it doesn't happen much, you know, but... Not in a straightforward way. No, you know, oh, no, no, no. So, those are my two. It's just... I haven't had a lot of stuff happen. More of my stuff is like, if people want advice, then they'll come to me. For some reason, I feel like I'm going to have a, like a letter segment in this podcast at some point where I'm like, hey, Benny Bitchface, so I'm in school at such and such a time, and blah, 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 and I'll just be reading problems. But more, I just have guys come in, they'll talk basketball or soccer or whatever. I have people cycle out. I'm more just kind of like a 
a sports librarian. A sports librarian. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. It's kind of bad. But... <laughs> yeah. What about you? We'll end with you here. Okay. So I think uh, the first thing that popped to mind was uh, there's this group of guys. Uh, there's like five of them. And they, they've always been pretty receptive to us as RAs. So one day, I don't even know how we got on the topic, but we were talking about haunted buildings Ooh. on campus. I so, feel like I know where this is going, too. I, I think you might. <laughs> Lucas's eyes just got a little wider. Like, yeah, so, are we going to ghost bust here? So Kenny started, it's Kenny the, the RA, time. started, because uh, he's very knowledgeable. Yeah, pull that thing closer if you want your feet up, All too. powerful. I don't know. I'm just trying to get comfortable. It's, this chair's not very comfy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should really get you a better chair. I have <laughs> like this fold-up egg chair. <laughs> Displayed up. Home, uh, the family goods are just in full view. And look I'm at oh, me, come Avery. On. Just look at me. I don't know, man. It's... I'll look at him. You look at me. He'll look, look at, at you, and we'll have a triangle of trust. <laughs> triangle of trust, yes. A triangle of trust. I put one leg on Avery and Here, let me help this you with way. Uh, I'll get a new chair. I'll, I'll, now that you say that, I'll get a better chair. Well, it's better than nothing. It's better than having nothing. I yeah, mean, I just the the bed is usually like a big couch, but I got rid of pillows. So. That's all right. I'll I should have given you. you the therapy couch, but everyone feels vulnerable because now I gotta like hello. Whoa, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. My crotch that? is facing <laughs> right at them. So. <laughs> all right, continue, Avery. Uh, so uh, Kenny was dropping his wisdom on uh, haunted buildings in the campus. And they're like, and uh, I think he named uh, Quad Four. Okay, as, yeah. As a uh, as a haunted. Area. That is an area. And they said, dude, and this was around Halloween, and he's like, dude, and one of them was like, dude, we should we should go. Avery, you wanna you wanna you wanna go on a haunted ghost adventure? I'm like, sure. <laughs> uh, so the next day, at like eight o'clock at night, we all gather up and we walk up to uh, the quad in the four. The lights are all off, uh-huh. and we're, like, riding the elevator, and everyone's kind of getting, like, oh, shit, dude, wait, wait, this is kind of, uh... The best is it's the comm floor, so I, like, know that floor, and it's creepy up there I with know, all the it's, paintings. It's creepy, all the paintings, and we're, like, all jumpy, and we're, it's like a Scooby-Doo, like, you know, <laughs> we're all, like, huddled behind each other or whatever, and... yeah. Oh man, we walk up and the first thing we see is just a pitch black hallway, like oh. like one of those like where the professor's offices are, yeah. really skinny, and we're like, mm, that's definitely for last. <laughs> <laughs> but and we didn't see anything. Some people thought uh, we heard some like noises or whatever. Oh, and then uh, some people thought the painting's eyes were following them. <laughs> uh, but you no, know, we literally just did that. And then with that same group of guys, uh, I played Fortnite with them one night. We got a dub. Oh, nice. That was pretty awesome. But I think the best thing that happened is there's a resident who I had a comp- his roommate complained about him. Uh-huh. It was just like something stupid. Like uh, he wouldn't sleep in his bed. He'd sleep on like the futon or whatever. Oh, okay. And like it was the other roommate's futon. But he was sleeping without his shirt. So he was like, oh, he was like, yeah, I don't really want you to do Ooh. that. And he was very receptive to it. I didn't even need to meet with him. But uh, that resident that I had to talk to who was, like, sleeping on the futon, uh, he would, like, every night, like, I'm, I'm up usually pretty late, and my door is usually cracked. And every night he'll, like, stop in, and we'll chat for, like, 15 minutes. Wow. And then at one point, and, like, he told me about, like, this girl he was, like, sort of kind of dating. And then one day he came up, and this was towards the end, and he just introduced his girlfriend to me. Oh, it was awesome. Wholesome. It was a wholesome full, meme. Full circle. Oh. Full circle. Circle of life. <laughs> circle. Yeah. 
But it was uh, <laughs> the Ben Griffin podcast musical. <laughs> Initiates now. Yeah. Make Starring everybody's Lucas. ears bleed. <laughs> we could do that without talking. <laughs> no, uh, that's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Oh, this is why you get into it. This is it. This is why I got into it. It's like, can I serve anyone? Can I help anyone else? <laughs> yeah. Not really busting people. I just want to help people. No, that's the worst part of the job is busting people. That's the worst the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening too, to this, it. give your RA a break. Yeah. Be kind out there. Yeah. Take your problems to CSB. <laughs> they're RAs. They have problems. air conditioning. They do. And their RAs will bust your ass no problem. Yeah, and they don't even blink. stringent over there. They got it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are nice. Others are crazy. You're like, well, they're whole program the whole res life is especially the office or office i i go up to the office and talk to ben or brother dan or jeff and I'm just chilling whatever yeah. just chilling and then you go There's to good CSP guys and, and you're then the, you gotta get the, the fifth yeah oh my god it's strict really? over there with all their door decks and their uh very, yeah. posters and wow very uptight strictness i don't know well it's very different I got to You guys have now hit me on like two things. I would that would be interesting to do like a comparison between Res Life for like a media story. Yeah. The Res Life's on campuses. Yeah. And then the JEC is really yeah. interesting to me. I'm going to I'm probably going to have ideas. you back for that cuz I would like to talk about that more. Okay. I can do a little. Oh. Uh, but I'll maybe do a little digging. I think I know a couple of JEC members. I don't know if anyone would want to go on the record. But. No. No. Well, this is just a podcast to because I'm a qualified idiot. Yes, certified. As we all are, as you can see from the plaque on the wall. Um, oh, yeah, no, that's pretty massive. Yeah, yeah absolutely really massive. Are the ones who look to the empty <laughs> wall we've been seeing in our peripheral vision for the last uh, two and a half. Really hours. Put up there's, there's nothing nice on there. Massive posters or a few different posters. It's just so bleh. The thing is, I've had the painting I have or picture of Muhammad Ali versus oh, yeah. Sonny Liston. I love that picture. Yeah. It's one of my favorite moments in history of sports. That was originally above the bed. It kept falling down, I'm guessing. And it kept falling. No matter what I used. Sticky strips. <laughs> That's why it's broken. Like, I think it's yeah. in the bottom left corner of the frame. There's a crack. Because, like actually, that. the crack is from when it was here. It hung here because that wall didn't work. So I hung it here, and I had my head down, like, leaning on oh. the back of the couch. So I had the back of my head resting on the couch, looking up at the ceiling, and it <laughs> fell within inches of my oh, head. Uh, chop your head off. Yeah, dude. I would have. I yeah, but now I got the old Irish flag up there, oh. and I just yeah. need some Guinness. Yeah, <laughs> that good. used to be the uh, the table spread for when we filmed the old podcast before I did this. <laughs> I had a table spread, and it was basically just an Irish flag with a big uh, awesome. mug on it that just said Griffey. Mm-hmm. But oh man, well, gentlemen, I think I should. We should take a break here, obviously. But thank you so much for joining me. I know it's been a lot. I know. I know, Avery. Avery just looked at the clock. Time flies when we're having fun, right? Dude, yeah. You guys have been Holy awesome. Shit. Thank you so much for spending yeah, the, the thanks time for having with me. us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is fun. Yeah, I, I felt so bad last week because I was out and we had a write-up that I kind of had to deal with, but not at the same time. Mm, so it's all good. I just ended up staying up till 4, and I was planning to have you guys mm. maybe between 10 and 12, and mm. I just was not right. I hadn't really mm. eaten... And I didn't feel good. Well, it's it looked better this way, anyways. Yeah, so. I like this more. So it probably... turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, and I also have to have you guys for your own podcast because I wanted to bring you on together because I thought it'd be just interesting to see yeah. how you guys worked. But I know I had one. I have a script actually already written for Lucas <gasps> from almost like four months ago. Yeah, no we spoilers. I just it way back. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it way back, and I just 
I my list got long. I have like 33, 34 people I was going to talk to. That's all good. And Lucas was well up there because I wanted to talk about life as a twin. And yeah. there was a lot of stuff oh, I wanted to talk right. about. And Avery, of course. Avery. Avery is a ginger, right? Avery, Jesus. <laughs> always Ginger. Lucas just flashed a gang sign for those of you who care. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with ginger. It's just... <laughs> It's probably South Park. It's probably, yeah, it's probably well, technically, South Park thing. And I know I'm going to get some shit for this, but gingers are an oppressed minority. <laughs> we make up less than 1% of the world's population. I'm like a fucking unicorn, bitch. <laughs> Respect me. Ginger power. Ginger power. I, I'm going to write that red down power. and introduce you as the red-headed unicorn. The red-headed <laughs> unicorn. If you actually do that, I'm going to put my hair in like a horn. <laughs> Oh yeah! I'll, at some point, I would like to start filming these because these do go on YouTube. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys look for these, they're everywhere. Yeah, Spotify, um, too, Spotify, right? yeah. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, wow, Google everywhere. Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, and then YouTube as well. So you guys can find them, and also our homepage is through Red Circle. So if anyone's looking for that, um, but yeah, you can find these everywhere. But at some point, I would like to start filming them. <laughs> And uh, again, I was working with Johnny Benny Media because they were kind of interested in seeing what would happen. Because I've run three podcasts on campus now. This is just mine, but Jeez, I have others. <laughs> I have others that I help run, or I'm a technician yeah, for. Awesome. So I was like, "Oh, I should try doing that too and see what happens." But uh, we'll see. I've got plans to work in a studio down in St. Paul, hopefully soon. And uh, Ooh, that's big time, kinda. <laughs> yeah, that's where I used to write uh, sets for oh. one of my friends who was a comedian. Oh, but oh. yeah. Should be kind of fun. But other than that, if thank you all for listening so much. Thank you to our Spanish listeners. This week, I just Gracias. want to give a shout-out to Luis in Guatemala. Uh, he <laughs> was talking... No, he's one of my friends from high school. That's he awesome. came up, but he's going to be opening up a jewelry store, and hopefully soon. I would like to have him on the podcast, but he was giving me some stuff last time I talked to him. It's been a little while, so I wanted to give him a shout-out because I thought about him just while I was throwing this whole thing together. Uh, hopefully, that whole goes as successful, but... Yeah, our listeners are goofy. They're everywhere. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it though. But guys, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Keep contacting us at uh, the email at the Ben Griffin Podcast at gmail.com. We have the Twitter and the Instagram page as always. So thank you for reaching out. Keep doing it. We love hearing from you. So thanks everyone. Avery, Lucas, yes. thanks for stopping yeah. by. Thanks for having yeah. us. All Peace right, out. everybody. Peace out. Have a nice day. <laughs>